Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Classic Quest Podcast. This is the show where we break down classic hip-hop albums and take a look at why people think they're amazing. We do this track by track. We go into some depth. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And today, we will be talking about the classic album, Dead Prez's Let's Get Free. Alright, so we're gonna do the intro bit and you can feel free to skip that by checking the description of the video and seeing the whole timestamp of where everything happens. But if you just wanna to listen to us babble away, you could do that too. That that's a good that's a good option in my opinion. But <laughs> we wanna let you know off the jump that there's a huge chance that y'all are way more knowledgeable about the dead press than we are and you know, we are just some folk who decided one day to start looking into the art of the album in an era where the singles dominate and we wanted to just kind of learn and grow and like go through this adventure this quest if you will to understand the hip-hop culture and appreciate it for what it is so if you feel that you want to add to the review or criticize or say anything you feel like saying in those comments any great stories you've got for us about you know any interactions with these people anything we get a little bit wrong you want to feel free to correct we encourage all those interactions your interpretation of like the of the songs yeah all of that good stuff you know like sometimes it's just cool to hear how somebody bought an album in like 97 or whatever in a specific record store just to like or in this case february 8th 2000 fair enough anyway so we appreciate it all and we'd like to read our favorite comment on last week's video and even though youtube is broken as we speak and we had to do the old-fashioned way of actually going to a video mm-hmm. we found a comment on what, what did we review last week bonnie uh last week we did the far side bizarre ride to the far side and on that album we got a comment from jwx period and I really like this one because I'm tooting my own horn here for a second. Wow, I never thought for better or for worse as an ode to hip-hop. The crazy phone call part, which sounds a lot like Violent J, is done by Fat Lip. So I was proud of myself because I was able to apply the knowledge and skill set that I had gained over the course of reviewing albums on this channel to make a deduction into what that song was about. I You're thought basically it was really Sherlock cool. Holmes. Although in that moment, in one of those rare super what is it moments of levity as they say in the middle of the reviewing history on this channel with all the blunders along the way (laughs) anyway so we just love all the comments it really is cool to hear what you think or even just to hear that somebody else agrees with my crazy ideas is dope you know or it disagrees which happened a lot more back in the day than (laughs) lately um, but still, before we jump into it today, special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, and Lindell Williams. On that note, Bonnie, why don't you tell the people scanning this video for audio cues for keywords what album we are reviewing one more well, time. We are doing Dead Prez, Let's Get Free. That's, that's exactly what it is. So, Bonnie, why don't you tell me? Because this is the part of the show where we contextualize our familiarity with the artist. It's super important in the sense that if you've been a longtime fan of Dead Prez, you're going to feel a certain way about the album. If you've yeah. been listening to this for 20 years, you're going to feel a certain way about the album. Or, you know, just if you're brand new to it, you're going to feel a different way. And all of this should be kept in mind. So I feel like rather than having you guess how we try to front or whatever, we're just going to tell you our experience with this album off the front going into it. So back to the question, Bunny. Yeah, so... um as far as I know, I like I mean I know I've heard the name before, but I didn't really like ever listen to them and I wasn't sure what they sounded like at all when I went into this. So, um that, that's it. 
Um, so I know who Dead Prez was uh, because there's that one banger song that I think a lot of uh, <laughs> folk know. Sorry. The uh, hip-hop track, you know. I've been bumping that for a very, very long time to a point where it's quite exciting to be able to talk about it on a review at some point later on, a little bit. Uh, so that was about it, though. And I like the song Hell Yeah. That song Hell Yeah by Dead Prez is real good. I don't know. At one point, I could spit most of it by heart. I really liked it that much. But I never listened to a whole lot more by them. And then, yeah, this has just been one that we were planning to get to. And then the day finally came where we got to it. I knew they were political. And it was going to be, like, pretty intense shit. And uh, I don't know. I like the the name Dead Prez. It makes me think of dead presidents. It makes me think of money. But it could also be, like, assassinate and, you know, take on a whole other side of it. Yeah. So it's a really powerful name just of the group. I mean and then you look at the album let's get free with that very powerful imagery of a bunch of revolutionaries ready to fucking go with almost like a violent or shade to it to like incite some shit like this is the group this is the album that's gonna start the revolution you know like rage against the machine lifted it up and somebody's finally coming in and take it i guess public enemy if you want to go on the pure hip-hop side but like you know that energy of it like you just feel like it's gonna be that kind of a project at least i felt like that just looking at it you know yeah and let's get free just such a powerful idea you know like what regard almost in this in this day and age many people really aren't free whether or not they want to admit it and well i think that like kind of what they're instilling is that they're going to take their freedom and like this is like their message and that they would want to encourage others to do the same right and I just think, though, that, like, it's one of those messages that almost feels like a rally cry. And, and like, all this time later, we need it more than ever, almost. Like, that, that's a really cool thing to me. But it's such a cool title. It's such a cool album cover. It, it's one of my favorites that we come across just because it's just so powerful. And it makes such a vivid fucking statement. It's very, statement. like, catchy and very, like, shocking. And it's kind of, like, just, like, the coloring is, um, you know, like what is it sierra i think it's called usually like when it's kind of like yellowed a little bit um so it looks kind of like you know from like the 60s or 70s you know i guess kind of with that coloring um yeah and it's it's pretty interesting anyway let's get into it there's a whole bunch of songs to talk about and the first one is a little wolves intro all right bonnie what do you think about this little introduction here um, I mean, it's pretty powerful. Um, the the speaker, it's um, O'Malley Yeshitela. I hope, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and he is. I did some like quick little like research into who he was, and he's like the the founder of Africa's Africans People's Socialist Party and the Uhuru Movement. Which I was like, oh, that's, I was looking into those, and it's. I mean, it's obviously like very like pro African and. Um, just kind of like a strong leader, I guess. Um, and so he's speaking about um, how, you know, and there's also like wolves howling like um, over the speech and like piano. And it's kind of like really like the sound is like really cool. Um, so just sort of the story of um, indigenous people in like the Arctic um, and how they hunt for how they hunt for wolves. And um, they'll place like their uh, knife like upside down, or I guess like with like the handle in the ice so that the blade's sticking up um, with like, you know, and it's already bloodied a little bit with like animal flesh or whatever to encourage um, wolves to go to it. And then um, 
the wolves will go and they'll lick it and then uh, like you know obviously maybe they try to like bite it and they'll end up just like bleeding and bleeding bleeding but like they'll think that they're eating something but really they're just like drinking their own blood and so he compares that kind of um that kind of situation i guess to the situation involving black people and um in america and the crack cocaine like epidemic um and like how they're being blamed um for just trying to like live and he compares that exactly to uh blaming like the hunter um like instead of blaming the hunter they blame like the wolf for just trying to like live and doing trying to like do what it does naturally and so um it's i don't know if i'm making that clear but um it just like the issues with like imperialism and like the control over like white people over black people in america and like um like how like there's like that shift between the two of them and um it's it's a pretty powerful strong start that there's like you know always like this constant like control and like force that they feel from white people um and like the beat is really cool and how crack cocaine is just sort of like this dangerous thing that exists in um, black communities and how people think that they can use it as a way to escape by selling it and making money and trying to um, have money and have wealth uh, just like white people do um, but then realizing that it's actually like a really terrible thing to get caught up in and then it'll end you'll end up in jail or dead or shot or whatever um, and it only makes life worse and more terrible for um, other black people in their, your community so it's just like a negative all around it doesn't necessarily help anybody um, and that's kind of like we've heard that time and time again where like kids like idolize like the the drug dealers like in their communities and because they're rich and they have all these nice things and all that and like that's sort of like the issue of growing up in like this um, obviously crack at this time in the 90s and like you know 2000s and I'm sure still today um, you know just with, there's our other drugs now um, and just like how like that's still sort of like prevalent um, in in like these types of situations in these types of uh, neighborhoods um, so it's good and it's strong and like there's obviously like you're kind of getting like that strength just like the cover you're getting like that message um, of like strong black people standing up and just trying to like fight back kind of um, so I thought it was very cool I gave it a 4.5 on 5 yeah um it's kind of like what it is it's basically using this little story of the wolf on how the wolf gets caught in a trap because the trap is to play against the wolf's base instinct it tastes the blood mm -hmm. but because it's so caught up in the bloodlust of like wow i'm gonna eat it doesn't even notice the harm it's doing to itself yeah. until it's too late and then it's just done and in the same way uh, the way crack was brought into the hood and supplied to people created very much the same kind of effect in the environments. Like, it's very, there's enough evidence out there to make it kind of clear that the presence of crack is definitely a deliberate effort. And when you look at what happened with it, it really did wreak havoc on communities, destroying a lot of very smart people who yep. were very capable and just kind of hurt them all in that situation so it's kind of like and a lot of like innocent bystanders for a lot of things ended up getting killed and hurt um just and in the midst just, of things and it's all for like the sake of 
the dealers, let's say, are the people all under the ruse of getting more wealth and materialism. So it's not just money. It's about so much the same possessions that other people have. And and how having things almost feels like having power, but it's not really equal, I don't think. And then when we really consider the situation at a systematic level, instead of recognizing that perhaps, like, like I come from poverty, in a sense. So while I never grew up quite in American poverty circumstances, I came from Canadian welfare life. So something that happens in let's say poorer neighborhoods and environments like i remember working at this dunkin donuts overnight and deal- watching the little crack community like fucking congregating shit and while resourceful um a lot of people in poorer s- circumstances stop believing in anything beyond like the environment that they're in and shit so if the environment is fucked up to instill that people don't believe in anything more uh, than what's in front of their faces or get caught up in certain illusions and lies and whatnot. And it's very detrimental to the long run. And then that happens. But what people who judge it often do, and I've read a few sociological books and shit, uh, kind of looking at the hood from the perspective of academia. And it, it never really looks at how things came to be. It always just seems to be... How they are now? Yeah, how the people are and how everyone acts a certain way and how basically it's the fault of the people in the hood for their circumstances. Or if you, like, listen to just some of the basic conversations that go around the office place or whatever, if it ever comes up, you'll always hear somebody be like, yeah, well, if black people didn't have this attitude or if this or if that. And you know that's just some shit that got fed to them from the news and other propaganda sources, so... Yeah. Which we will touch on, for sure. So just in light of how people... People don't like to blame the fact that there is systematic shit in place that makes it a lot more difficult. Like, just access to education. Just being able to go to a school that teaches you basic critical thinking is fucking huge. That one little thing could make or break an entire person's, like, Like success plan. And as we'll see, good schools isn't necessarily out there. So just the way that people judge this environment... In light of the fact that really you should be blaming the hunter for tricking the wolf and, and you know, playing up on the nature. But instead, people are like, ah, the wolf's stupid. So in the same way, people are just like, yeah, black people are stupid. And they might use the more mocking tone because, yo, why do you sell crack? If you don't want to die, don't sell crack. But it's like... I don't know, maybe... It's not necessarily always a choice in, like, you know, certain circumstances. Well, I, I mean, it's probably a choice, but it's a lot more complicated a choice when your options are not the same as they are in, like, Montreal, where even if you're from the hood, you can go work downtown and not have to deal with the bullshit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you have options because you can get anywhere, and that's just the way our little island's set up, you know? Anyway, I really thought this was a strong start with a powerful beat, and, like, it was definitely a good introduction to set up something for, like, what you're supposed to be feeling for this album. Like, you know this is going to be like, yo, shit's a little bit fucked up these days it really lives up to the promise of a title and i don't know it got me thinking right and i guess that's the goal of this kind of album but it's also like this rallying cry in a sense where it's like wake up don't be that wolf be smarter and i like it it's a 4.5 on 5 it's definitely not the last we'll hear of this fine speaker man and uh yeah the next track is i'm an african 
wow, is this not how you start some shit? This yep. is how you start. So you get that proper, like, motivational speaker, kind of hype you up on the pensive shit. The beat just kicks in. I feel like this is that kind of sparse, hard beat that was really popular in, like, the late 90s, 2000s type era, maybe a bit earlier. But it was, like, when I was a little one, this is what was considered to be good hip-hop sounding, like, so there's like a correlation in my brain between the overall sound of this kind of beat and being like the shit. Like I don't know if it's nostalgia or if the beat's actually that good. And to me, it just sounds proper and it's got all these samples playing up on over each other. Yeah. And then Stickman just comes in and he's like, the red is for the blood of my arm, the black is for the gun of my palm, and the green is for the trom that grows natural. So I found out trom, that's marijuana, folks. And so he takes like the African flag colors and breaks it down like it's from a blood for the gum for the weed, kind of like a representation of his reality in a sense. And just like, I don't know, it's and like it grows natural, like locks on Africans. And I'm like, it is strong. I don't know. It, it, I know some people might be like, white people shouldn't bump shit like this. <laughs> I just it definitely like like it like. On first listen, I definitely had like a David Banner sort of feeling like listening to like the last album where it was very like pro-black, pro, you know, but this one is a little bit more like pro-African, um, which is a little bit different, but still like very like strong, like fighting, like stand up to like the white man. But I get it. I want to stand up to the white man too. He's a fucking Absolutely. asshole. Yep. Like... <laughs> I mean, in, I agree. <laughs> in 2019, it's like if you make less than six figures, fuck you. Like, straight up. That's, and I'm not trying to correlate my. And I always feel like sometimes I say this shit and it's dangerous territory. I do not believe that the plights I have to exist in life ever compare. I understand what white privilege is and I'm not trying to complicate the situation, but I want to be more on the ally and shit. So to me, listening to shit like this is educational and like motivational because like you see the passion and just the like the pride they take in themselves and you're like fuck i wish i knew anybody that was that into like their culture like that you know yeah and that that really strikes me in a powerful way plus the flow is ridiculous the energy is ridiculous you know and it's just strong like i like when he's like in between nwa and public enemy pe and i'm like that is kind of what this is hard <laughs> as fuck but super strong and like that fun yep. and i really uh dig it you know and then it's like raised in the ghetto by the people fuck the police you know how we do and then you know m1 who got his name from the picture of malcolm x holding the m1 machine gun which i thought was fucking dope because these guys is like leftist marxist they're inspired by the chinese mao dude and his philosophies and shit so these guys is like oh darn it i forgot the the chinese mao no, no, no. The book that you read uh, last year. The Art of War? Yeah. Everybody's read The Art of War. That's not even I know, special. I know. I'm just saying. The not shit's everybody's like, read it. They, the shit's like, about like it. fucking 85 pages. Yeah. If you haven't read The Art of War, just cop it and read it. It's an easy <laughs> win to look cool. It, it's seriously, it's the shortest of the books that'll make you look cool, in my opinion. Um, and it's a fucking easy read. Like, yeah. it's just a bunch of little vignettes. Like, if the enemy is to the left, consider the <laughs> weather is like this. And I'm, I'm just short playing it. It's pretty strategic in it. It's to get you to think about, you know, the environment. And anyway. Uh, but, yeah, that was pretty cool to me. And he starts it off. My life is like roots. It's a true story. 
And I would really like to watch Roots. Um, I believe it's written by Alex Haley, who's the same dude who wrote the autobiography of Malcolm X. And I read that dude, and uh, I gave it to Chris Chrome, and he's busy reading it right now. And that book fucked me up because it like opened my eyes to a lot of things that helped me appreciate the anger and where these guys are coming from. And I think that that shit should be a mandatory reading for everybody. Everybody looking at you. Uh, I'll read it. I'm, don't, you don't need to glare at me. I'll happily read it. Dope. You set it on on, on wax, as they say. Uh, anyway, it's just powerful. It's too gory for the televised fables on cable. I'm a runaway slave watching the North Star. Shackles on my forearm, running with a gun in my palm. I'm African. Never was African-American. Blacker than black. I take it back to my origin. Same skin hated by the Klansmen. Like, this is some unapologetic shit. Like, bluntly putting out the situation as it is like i am who i am i recognize my heritage where i come from these motherfuckers do not like what we are i got the big nose and lips big hips and butt stancing what like what the fuck are you gonna do this is who we are mm-hmm. and then that chorus is just fucking popping like you just you just want to bang to it i mean i don't know if i'm gonna just sing it but you guys know what it is it's fucking dope chorus and then um I like how he's like, it's plain to see you can't change me because I'm People's Army for life. So apparently People's Army is their little clique as a rap group. And simultaneously taking in from that super leftist ideology and shit, which is just so weird to get like socialist politics in like hip hop. Yeah. Which like, is almost like communist a bit too, like the way like, that they go about it. The only people I know in my regular life who are at all into this kind of thinking are middle class white boys and a couple of white girls, but mostly middle class white boys. That's the only people I've ever met into this kind of thinking so it's kind of cool to see it like a whole other take on it and i can get behind it because they're coming from a perspective where it's a little bit different than say some of the bullshit that i might see online coming from the other clicks either way um i like how he just shows out that africa is where he's from in the last verse there if you're black you're african that's just what's up um they tried to they point out people like peter tosh who i'm not gonna lie i haven't googled yet but I'm going to because that's a lot of like what's done in these tracks. It's like meant to give you names of people to look at and to learn about and understand the story about. So even if they don't tell you in the song, you know that you can look into it and it puts the name in your brain. I don't know, man. I like the last verse. This, that tank top, flip, not flip flop, naughty dreadlock, fuck a cop, hip hop, make your head bop, bounce to the socialist movement. My environment made me the I am. Uncle Sam came and got me and the rest of my fam. Oh, it's just, this is some good shit, man. I listen to punk music for that kind of energy. I love this kind of anti establishment shit. This is, <laughs> this is my dream is to be one of these motherfuckers, not in like such a direct way at this point in my life, but say I had the ability to. <laughs> To pull that off why the fuck not there's a lot of bullshit that needs to be fought yeah so i really feel pumped up i like how he's just not american he's not democrat or republican it's just powerful this disassociation from a system i'm like i get it man i look around at canada and this is not a popular opinion but i'm totally not proud of my country and what it represents these days a lot of people blindly follow that shit but if there was a pledge of allegiance that was obligated to be saying it i would not feel so comfortable saying it myself that's just how I feel about the current state of things. I mean, I'm very grateful to have my ethnicity and all of that bullshit because being Canadian is pretty lucky. Mm-hmm. But we're so full of shit as a country that it's just as vapid as what they're feeling, you know? Anyway, you don't have to agree with me. I'm not a huge fan of this country. It's 
leadership and its faux social politics. You mean currently? Yeah, like, though, like, like always. no, but since I've been an adult and paying attention, absolutely. I, since 2000 and we'll say eight, and I've cared. That's like the end of the liberals. Stephen Harper becomes no, he was already our prime minister, mm-hmm. and then he was there for a decade, ruining Canada. Yep. And then Trudeau is a special case where. To, He's a special case. We'll leave it at that. I'm not saying he he's good or bad. He has his cons. But I would say faux social justice is a good thing to attribute to him. Wow. I digress. Faux. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give this song, though, a 4.5 on 5. It's an absolute fucking banger. And I didn't realize that they were picked up by Lord Jamar. Mm-hmm. And they were part of his loud movements and shit. So it made me curious to know if, like, Brand Nubian is actually, like, worth delving into. So y'all let me know if you want to see us honkies here break down some Brand Nubian albums. <laughs> on that note, 4.5 on 5. This track is stellar. I know you haven't really talked yet, so why don't you tell us how you feel about this song? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously it's very, like, pan-African, very, like, you know, like, in that sense. And, like, they're very... Um, they definitely have like certain views that they're very like strong um, about, which is great. Um, and it makes some like references to like slavery in this, and they're clearly like they mentioned that they're like African, like they're not African American, like don't confuse them. Um, and they never really asked to be African, you know. They were just you know fighting for the people, and you know their their people has dealt um, you, you know you know with so much and ha- how much they've gone through, um, and they were taken from Africa, and you know they were brought here on you know unwillingly, and um, you know they. Basically, say like no matter where you are now, um, you still represent, and you know Africa is still a part of you, and is your you know is the motherland, and um, you know it's still part of who you are because you know it's it's even visible on your skin that that's where you're from, and like that's you know you're you're from that place and that's something that kind of holds everybody together and in this case it's sort of like a, a powerful force against um, the oppressors who are mostly like the white people and so that's kind of like their message um, and yeah and like everything about their time since slavery since you know white people have been like basically bothering them <laughs> um, and oppressing them and killing them and everything else um, like ever since that moment and like up until where they're at today has caused them to feel this anger and this passion and this fight to continue fighting and keep trying to change the way things are um, and how they continue to be and how they continue to be like the little man that is fighting up against this big powerful evil force. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's pretty strong and um, I mean, it's pretty much how like, you know, it's their first song on the album, essentially, and this is, I believe, their first album. So this is a pretty strong message to come off with um, right at the very start and definitely sets the tone for who they are, what they believe in, and um, what they're passionate about. So I gave this a 4.75. I've, you know, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty dope, and it flows into another serious topic, which might be a good segue for, like, every fucking track, except for a couple. (laughs) Anyway, they school is just as bullshit as our schools. This music video had some shocking imagery. They're in nooses and stuff as they're singing in the school, and I like it. 
It's very bold. It's got vibes of rebelliousness. It just shows how little it cares. Literally, buddy's getting arrested in school or taken away by the, like, fucking security forces of the school. Like, it just, I didn't have that shit. There were no gun detectors. People weren't searching our shit, sort of. There was a year where there was a lot of dope dealing at my school, and the cops were there a lot, and they did arrest a couple of people, but it wasn't like they were in the school. They would just hang out outside with, where the smokers would hang out just to make sure nothing fishy happened. I mean, I think we had a lot of pot, but I think we had also had a, like a fair amount of actual like cocaine dealers. And like, I mean, several people I knew, like they were like, yeah, we did cocaine in class, like, you know, and like through notebooks and stuff. And I was like, okay. But like, we're talking <laughs> just like at the school, having the police presence there. Like, yeah. I mean, just having people ruffle through your shit because you're black and like they're looking for some whatever. But even just... Because this song's about school and its ineffectualness, right? And this is something that I personally feel super passionate about because school in general is pretty fucking useless in a lot of ways. Not because it's inherently useless, but it's highly inefficient. I mean, all you can maybe get out of school these days is some critical thinking and a basic foundation of math and science, which is, I mean, not completely useless, but... Like, for real, if we restructured that shit, you could probably condense what you get out of five years into, like, two. For, um, for us, it's five years. I know for America, it's four years. But, like, <laughs> it's just... And then you start watching shit like revisionist history. And this is something I feel very passionate about, too, as I've learned a lot about black history and just how things are different than maybe what's reported. And, like, you maybe at first don't believe it or you're a little bit skeptical and shit, and then... I think it was 2018. That's very recent because it's only 2019 to this year, right? Uh, Quebec released a history book where if you read the motherfucker, women basically didn't do anything. Women weren't there. Mm -mm. They weren't there. They weren't represented at all. Um, The native people that Quebec slaughtered and stole land from were like friendly neighbors who gave up the land. And it's like, yo, this shit's like literal propaganda for like white french guys yeah like it's i just... like i was i i mean i in my university years um which i went to university later on you know maybe not like directly like after you know college um so i went went to it a little bit older and there was still so much um i took a class about uh, canadian history and like there was so much that was shocking that i had no idea about so like, many like bad things that we did canadian and... government tried to systematically kill huskies to keep the savage native americans up north the numerous amount of rcmp sex slave investigations uh, there's like a lot of bad stuff yeah i mean yes th- those are i mean those are a bit more well the modern, husky, I would say. I would say the husky thing is something that should be in our history books. Mm-hmm. It's like a, on a shameful part of history to learn from. But and like residential schools, like that kind of stuff that we did. And, you know, like that's, you know, it was just like, like all of like the terrible stuff. But like, <laughs> like that should also be included, you know, with our victories. And like there's nothing really about racism in our country that we learned about. We didn't really, I don't know about you, at least in my school, like, we didn't touch like on I it. I feel like I learned about those kinds of things in a separate in moral class i learned about but it was always like the americans it wasn't like yeah canada did it too kind of shit like i learned about you know martin luther king and i learned about um i don't know who else i'm trying to think who else i learned about but like you know obviously people who 
who did things like it was like a separate class it wasn't with the history which i found kind of weird now that i'm thinking about it it's just because our history is always written in a way to make us all look good as mm -hmm. as what well. and that's why i started this talking about quebec i know it's not really at the song yet but the first thing you hear in the song is man that school shit is a choke the same people who control the school system the prison system the whole social system ever since slavery now i'm saying and when i think about the social politics in quebec where french is is a dominant force and I mean, being English in Quebec isn't exactly the smartest thing if you want to ever come to this province. You have to know French. It's just facts. And um, you well, look Montreal's at... Montreal's a little bit different. It's, it's less and less so over time. The, the assimilation of English into French is happening, whether we like it or not. There's, like, gerrymandering tactics at a top level. There's all sorts of bullshit to basically suppress English. Like, there's studies... That get done on whether storekeepers say hi, bonjour, or bonjour, hi. It's happening way more now because they were trying to stop it. Anyways, it's just so anyway, stupid. So that kind of shit happens. But when you see the Quebec government rewriting history to make pro-French nationalism the highlight of the book, right? And then you think about all the kids being indoctrinated into this. It's obviously a long-term play to shift the global culture of the youth away from speaking English. And that's the type of shit that black people have had to endure. For, that, that, like, that's... that's Like, probably much worse. <laughs> and all the time and all that shit. But, like, I suppose watching it take place in my homeland... Uh, just like that and because it's language nobody really talks about it really but it really stems into racism because this ignorance that comes from it it, it turns into white french like blah any, blah like any, i've applied to lots of places i've had i've gone to like lots of different interviews in my lifetime and um, well, it could basically just anything that's like a government type job whether it's working at the alcohol store whether it's working at the casinos um anything that's you know run by the government they'll exclusively pretty much hire french people but it's more than that it's like at the name level i'm okay because my last name's roy which looks like roi so i can kind of sneak in bonnie hannah's sort of okay yeah. but she's a little no, more no no no, it's not okay but I'm, she's more okay than jamal i, clearly I, pr I promise you like abdul or jamal yes. or shakila or, or any of these names Lee these people like that. these people are not getting called back in quebec because there's just going to be an assumption that you probably don't speak french so weirdly enough it's not entirely racism but it turns out to be in the same fucking thing um, and then there's just all the racism if you look around Quebec lately. We've got, like, literal Nazis and shit going on. And it's a fucking weird time to be alive. Anyway, so when you <laughs> see that shit happening and then you hear a song like this that came out in 2000, it's just, to me, like, pretty, like, wow. You know, he's got a fucking point. Just to show you, things don't change, folks. <laughs> like, uh, Stickman starts us off with, in the first verse, I went to school with some redneck crackers. I love that they say crackers. It's one of my favorite words in terms of... Because, like, I feel like white people need to be put down a little bit sometimes. I, I don't know. I know it's fucking twisted, but, like, it kind of makes me happy to see him bold enough to drop that shit, not unapologetically, like, fighting back like that. That energy's cool to me. Uh, right around the third base, dropped a cactus album, but I was reading Malcolm. I changed my name in 89, cleansing part of my brains like a baby nine. I took a history class, serious front row every day, week, third period. Fucking with the teacher's head, calling him racist. I tried to show him crackers some night to come face it. 
and you just get the sense that like this is a guy who's learned a lot of real shit goes in hears some bullshit and starts talking to the teacher like yo what's good this is the real truth what you gonna say about that and then the poor teacher's obviously gonna spit propaganda or whatever and ends up with the situation where you know he doesn't really learn anything so he, he gets his diploma and he looks around the environment where there's like pregnant people and drug dealing and police being harassed and shit and then what i learned and i did google this was claiming africans are only three-fifths a human being you know it seems like europeans are glorified and that had to do with early voting and ways to figure out the the population densities of different regions for like the way ridings work today for the sake of how many seats or whatever an area will get. So when they calculated the population totals, uh, slaves or Africans were only worth three fifths a person when they ran that number, which is just such a fucking weird thing. <laughs> this like was such a weird yep. metric, all things considered. That's like their value, and to teach that in a school like like just like that and i i don't know like i I can understand the more i learn things like this how fucked up it must be to be sitting there having everybody normalize it like this is what happened but like the the impact to be like wow so like my grandparents or great-grandparents are like less than human literally that's that's less than a person i don't know that's some shit so i guess it's cool that dead prez is educating me like that and then um the chorus is I. it's totally i mean it's it's very pumped up for like of the times i feel of what it's supposed to or it's an interlude i guess with the jobs yeah it's an interlude i don't think it's a chorus sometimes they do choruses sometimes they do interludes in this case he's kind of pointing out how like work is fucking pointless and all of this like the whole point of school is to be a good factory worker which is the truth right so in a sense it's to go make a bunch of shit for the white man and really following the fundamental school isn't gonna get you to being the boss it's just gonna turn you into an efficient grunt and that's still true today it's really weird how much of our school is designed to turn people into factory workers and it's true if you really obedient people, look into obedient citizens i think and, and i say that based on the history of education and what it was meant for like education really needs a reform to change the skill sets that are taught in a world that's going to be soon project managers and coders it's not the same thing as like factory workers when robots and shit are going to take over a lot of that manual labor i mean not to say that trades are going to go away because specialized labor like that isn't but like mass labor can be easily replaced and just understanding these trains school in general is fucking pointless so i really appreciated hearing this because it was pumped up and the second verse where it's like uh school is like a 12-step brainwash camp they make you think if you drop out you ain't got a chance to advance in life they try to make you pull your pants up students fight to teach to get took away in handcuffs and it just kind of flows up and how it's kind of pointless but at the end of the day just because you don't finish school which he compares to a prison sentence with like the principal being the warden and saying how most people don't even finish that four-year sentence right but that doesn't mean that these people don't have the aptitude and the skill set or the intelligence or the ambition to become something greater like a dentist or a doctor just because they couldn't get through that particular environment at school it's like if school was just made more relevant if it was like taught how to deal with more localized environments which is kind of what i was touching on before i think that's what the whole outro bit is make school relevant to us 
which it should be. School should be relevant to the people who are going to school and what skills they'll need in the future. It doesn't matter your economic like back me, status, you know? It makes me question something, and I'm hesitant to even say it. Um, but, like, just the idea of having, you know, like how there are, like, Catholic schools or there's um, schools, you know, that are more... Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, there's schools for, like, different types of people who believe in different types of things like is there like a like a pan-african type of a school is there like like not to say like a in like a black school and white school like you know how it was in like the 60s but like is there like a willingly like is there like a black school like that that is run that like, you know where they teach black history like i know in well, the, um, the, the, up nation, in the, North, the nation of islam does that are there schools like for well, they like, have, like kids to actually go to and like like I know in like the the northern Well, I think Quebec there's and, ways that you could do chartered schools in the states and essentially create that. It wouldn't be like that there's Christian to, schools, but I don't know if there's like things for like. Well, I, I don't know. Like it, you or can maybe let us know if how that works in your neighborhood if that exists, but I still think that it's more than just the cultural side of it. Like school doesn't make sense unless you're like a middle-class person like i dropped out of university i really did it was just a fucking waste of my life at that point and i ended up taking a really obtuse backwards route but when i compare my vision not maybe all my skill sets but my my vision and my analytical thinking compared to the folk who went to the university system like you see this almost indoctrinated like docile nature to a university student graduate that isn't in the people who dropped out and made it like there's a difference because you're forced like because like you have like, if you're going to make it as a dropout you have to learn and if you're learning outside of school you're learning a more honest version of, uh, of shit i find through books through self like growing you're not being going through that filter of the system and so i just find it all really interesting and so i agree with this guy how like you know when m1 does his little outro i think it's m1 it's whoever has the the, the tooth the missing tooth i believe who does the outro um and uh it's just so great how it's like yo make school relevant it's not that we're against education it's we're against shit it's a complete waste of time so more to the point of the cultural side of it all the cultural side is important to empower you as a person to believe that you have self-value and worth to know your history because as a jewish person knowing jewish history it, it does something to my psyche i don't know how to describe it it might be even silly but something about being jewish matters something about being scottish you know like you can connect to it it matters and there's that history that's so documented um but when you look at like the other parts of education like how do you pay rent when the, the jobs are this much money and you know when you start teaching survival skills and things like that that are really more important for your day-to-day -day. like i'm telling you coding is important a basic understanding of html like you need to be able to look at html code and understand at a top level what's happening you know that type of shit you don't have to code you just need to kind of get it you know what i mean that shit should be taught in schools well, I have seen like recently, like very recently, um, like within like the last six months or so, um, that they are offering in certain schools now 
um, adulting courses where they teach you like how to do your taxes, like how to like buy a house, how to like uh, you know. But even even to that end, those sorts of things. I guarantee you that shit is targeted at like middle class white millennials who just go to Starbucks too much, and their biggest (laughs) problem is that like they don't know how to cook because they just order out food. I'm saying that for this to be effective, it would be like in this neighborhood, the the specialization would be for people in that neighborhood to get them to the places they need to be and not try to standardize education because that's a stupid ass fucking thing to do when you teach propaganda. Anyway, um, I think this song has a great energy. The beat's proper. Uh, The outro i like it i like how even the the start of the outro is like fuck you if you have a problem with us putting this outro on here we are using this album to speak our mind this is what we gotta say and i love that energy but it does kind of hurt this song a teensy teensy bit so i gave it a 4.4 on 5 instead of the 4.5 it otherwise deserves yeah um i mean this song has a lot in it there's like a lot of there's you know a lot going on um but one overall strong very strong message um so he's kind of they're kind of talking about uh it's the same people that are in power as um as back in the slavery times and so it's interesting to imagine that you know that those people are still in power and there's still that struggle and like so it's just kind of like an interesting thought like something to think about that obviously like it there definitely needs to be like a whole radical change um and you know slowly slowly there are you know more more different types of faces showing up in um you know the powerful places but overall it's still very very white um and male and male yeah um and like these schools are designed you know kind of what we talked about already is you know for uh white people essentially for their white history um and they are teaching you know variants of things there you know you're obviously reading like Anne frank and you know uncle tom's cabin and so there are you know things that you do read you read uncle tom's cabin yeah i heard about I that i, I mean i think oh, i may have read it on my own i think i googled what it was at some point it's a very it's a very good book um Okay. I mean, I, I would definitely. Write, I don't think I re- necessarily read it for school, but I definitely read it at some point, um, willingly. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's just interesting that, like, you know, school is essentially designed by white people for white people, and so like that's kind of the issue is that they're sort of a little bit colorblind. We'll say that to a lot of other things that should be um, featured, and you know that other cultures feel as very important to their history as Americans um, period and so it just like that just is kind of left out and I think that that's you know a lot of the time for minorities they feel like their history in a certain country and like the influence that they've had and you know the hard times or the good times that they've gone through in that country um isn't reflected anywhere in in their schools and so i think that's an interesting thing to think about and that's obviously like what this whole song is about basically um and i'm sure like you know again minorities probably all feel like very similar to this that they're only understanding and learning one propaganda one set of history uh, I don't think that's a set of history, but anyways, um, I, I like the I like that propaganda is just a set of history, and different propaganda preaches different sets of history. It's not really true history. Yeah. Um, so, 
yeah, I mean, it, and it's not like, you know, like they also mentioned that it's not teaching them how to deal with their everyday issues and how to, you know, get through their lives. They're only understanding what's being taught to them that they don't relate to and the things that they're, you know, aren't necessarily going to be relevant for them. Um, and and they just have no control like out of, you know, of, over like the, the school system and you know, he, he says that he loves education, he, he, you know, and I think that that's something that's very clear um, in this album and that he, he wants to educate people through this album, um, but the education that he's getting isn't helping them, so he's kind of like, well, fuck education if this is what we're going to get, and I think that he, he definitely wants to kind of make his own school system, or he, you know, he thinks, you know, maybe maybe he is encouraging people to you know black people to have you know to to be to have like homeschool or something because they that way they can be taught yes okay the main curriculum the basic education that you know a lot of people get but we're also they can also be taught um their own culture at in their home and i think that maybe could be different anyways um it's a strong powerful message i gave it a 4.5 there's there's a lot to to pull out of these songs <laughs> I realize this might be one of our longer podcasts in the history of it all. Yeah. With 16 or 15 more to go still. And the truth is the next song. Well, what genre of music is this described as? What is the culture we are speaking of? Um, I believe it may be hip hop. Fake, fake records, records. Do, <laughs> do. This is another music video that has a pretty good start. So it has this like woman's ass walking and it zooms in on the ass and then it goes into this like cartoon and it goes, good, now that I have your attention, <laughs> as you got the fake, fake records, records, uh, and then it's like one, two, one, two, and it's hyping you up and it's hyping you up. And then tell me this isn't one of the greatest hip hop hooks of all time. It's bigger than hip hop. Oh, it's just so good. A chance out it's so powerful if hip-hop karaoke montreal comes back again this is absolutely on the table as a song to fucking do you know dp's got that crazy ah oh, it's too fucking good i don't know how <laughs> a beat is just like grimy right like it's fucking fight music grimy it's just like and it's abrasive and it's ready to fucking go yep and then man m1 starts us off with a powerful statement one thing about music when it hits you feel no pain and that's the truth man music's such a powerful and beautiful essence that it just does so much and it takes away like even that angry music i like very angry music it makes me very happy even though it doesn't make <laughs> bonnie very happy and to some people it's like whatever but I'll be honest, I never really looked up the words and thought about every line of this song before. So I didn't realize he was saying, white folks say it controls your brain. I know better than that. That's game. And we ready for that. So it's almost like white people's trying to vilify the truth in music, this more militant side of music, this more knowledge-driven shit, because they say it's uh, it's uh, going to control you and brainwash you, and then you think about it. I mean, there have been a lot of albums where we've talked about especially Christian groups protesting music like Marilyn Manson's and things like that, right? So evidently, it's not even just limited to hip-hop, this level of government and white folk coming in and being like, yo, this is bad for your music. Even to this day, I know people who think that gangster rap is this detrimental uh, scourge on society as they proceed to load up the action movie and watch a motherfucking with a shoddy blast a bunch of fuckers. 
throwing it out there but uh yo it's just right off the jump you know that this song is going to be talking about music you know and that first verse is possibly one of the most inspirational verses to my entire life on how i perceive music how anything i've ever written and stuff because it's just about being real like it almost takes the concept of be real with it and really just breaks it down you know it don't uh you know when it comes to music it don't really reflect on how many records get sold on sex ro- drugs and rock and roll you know whether your project's put on hold in the real world it's just people with ideas and they just like me and you when the smoking camera disappear again the real world and you get that sense where if you especially look at modern name pop music where they rent the cars and they do <laughs> and i mean at this point it's almost bogus or did you guys hear about bow wow where he took the picture of himself in the rent a fucking private jet picture and then yep. was caught like <laughs> on fucking um he was caught on like coach like airlines. And everyone just like you know like it's just it's so fake this fucking image that people put up and again you know and then whatever so i like when he goes check one two my word of advice if uh, is to you is just relax just do what you got to do if that don't work then kick the facts if you a fighter rider biter flame igniter crowd exciter or you want to just get high then just say it but then if you a liar liar pants on fire wolf cry agent with a why i'm gonna know when i play it and i think that like after reviewing albums now for a couple of years you can really tell the difference between a dude who has sold crack and is now making music and the guy who is making music and pretending to sell crack like there's just a sound difference to like the tone of how they do it though like like there's nobody happy about it that actually did it like people aren't happy and proud of it you know like when even even a guy like future isn't happy about it it's just numb the way he spits it just to give you a context of what i mean like so when you you see certain people it's like come on bro i I don't know especially i don't want to talk shit i'm just pointing out that you can tell when when shit is or especially when it comes to being rich sometimes the shit people say to prove how rich they are is just dumb or or when they dry snitch or they just fucking snitch just to like be cool literally snitching got cool at a certain point anyway who shot biggie smiles if we don't get them they're gonna get us all i'm down for running up on them crackers in the city hall oh it's just fucking (laughs) powerful man i'm with you that's all i'm trying to say i mean fucking you know like it's just powerful like it's some real shit like why don't certain things or if you look at the entire current wave of police brutality which i guess we should, we can save for police state but like um it's some real shit or why do the people who kill rappers like that never get caught or why do yeah. all these questions happen and you know maybe some kind of militant intervention needs to happen now, i don't really want to advocate for that type of shit it's not what i'm going for if anyone from the government authorities is watching this shit <laughs> i'm saying that that passion for change to call people on their yeah. shit to be vocal like to peacefully protest with picket signs and shit that's what i would call for um, transparency transparency right transparency like and that's then, what we want from like our the people in charge and then he like flips it to like just the kind of way like rappers act like mcs get a little bit of love and think they're hot talking about all the, how much money they got all y'all records sound the same i'm sick of that fake thug r&b rap scenario all day on the radio same scenes in the video monotonous material y'all hear me though and then it's like points in how the record labels will fuck you over and just kind of kick you over and then questioning your integrity but the idea is 
this like image that people do and currently it's this trap banger kind of feel going on if you're just gonna play to that image i mean you sound like everyone else you look like everyone else all the videos look the same all the things sound the same and i don't go out of my way to look for that music but i'm certain if we wanted to there's a lot of people that put out albums every week that like i choose not to review because i'm like i don't have anything positive to say about what they're doing i, I mean the entire genre just kind of co copy paste to me it's just vapid and i don't feel comfortable talking about vapid lyrics because i always make it sound stupid <laughs> so hearing this the opposite of vapid is just super pleasurable to me and then you got that whole outro bait it's just hype. Who doesn't like it? Then you got the music video where everybody looks like they're going to knock you out in a mosh pit. It's just... This song is a beautiful five. It is a very <laughs> great song. It is one of my... Like, this might be in, like... I can say this a lot, but this is definitely in my top 20, like, hip-hop songs of all time. I don't know about all songs of all time, but it's definitely in, like, my top 100 of all time. Okay. It's really, really great it's everybody should listen to if you haven't listened to it pause our review go listen to it mosh out come back feeling pumped and then come back with us yeah um especially if you're a fan of hip-hop you should listen to this song called hip-hop um and like for me like like i said i had never really listened to like dead prez before um but i having heard i've heard this song as soon as I, it came on and i heard like the hip-hop thing um, I like I knew I've heard this before and probably with you uh, probably within the last five years I've heard this um, it's a good song so there you go thank you um, somehow or another I feel like it played at like hip-hop karaoke or like some event that we went to or something it's but a anyways. good song it did actually I yeah. remember that yeah um, so I mean this is just sort of like everything's it's bigger than hip-hop like it's just sort of like it's more than just the music it's like the lifestyle it's everything and um you know they bring up some issues with like the record industry and um just just trying to like i don't know there's just kind of a few different messages kind of going on in here um but they're just trying to like bring like awareness and also bring uh encouragement to uh black people to stand together and be strong and, and spit be, real shit yeah and be like a stronger powerful people and to really just get out there and um speak your truth and like you know get i don't know there's it is something that like really pumps you up when you hear this there's so much energy behind it and like I just feel like this is like one of those great songs in hip hop that like real hip hop fans just get and like this is just like part of like who they are and I think that's exactly what this message is supposed to be. So I also gave this a 5 on 5. It is a great song. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to express it. Meanwhile, maybe what we just said there, oh, oh, oh mon dieu, on doit parler en français because in Quebec that is what you got to do speak French for the police state. L'état police. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about this one? Um, the state is very, um, you know, they're just kind of talking about the organization of the state and who's at the top and how police are just such an issue all the time. Um, and, you know, how there's such a, a different policing and kind of rules for policing um, between the haves and the have-nots, um, like how things are done. Um, and obviously, like, you know, what 
we've seen this time and time and time again, um, you know, in the news where there's a situation that happens to a white person and a similar situation happens to like a black person and the outcome is very different. Um, so I think that that's something that's still going on. Absolutely. Um, and then also he's kind of talks a little bit more like, or there's a little bit more like communist sort of socialist thoughts, um, where, you know, the po like people need to like police themselves and, um, just sort of like how things start from sort of like grassroots kind of, um, where things start small by just for like the people and then, you know, everything else kind of gets, um, escalated. Um, and he wants people to kind of like rise up and make their own rules for, um, for things and make their own police and do things, you know, for their own people. And, um, it's interesting. And I think that it's, they're talking just about like the struggle and how it continues and how it doesn't change unless things are made to change. And so if nobody is like this album is really just trying an encouragement a push trying to get people to come together and fight and stand up against what's going on and i think that that's you know it's a very strong message um overall um and they're gonna have to say it and they kind of expect other people are going to have to say it over and over and over again and um you know just to get things done to make things happen it's going to be a constant fight um and then at the end they kind of mentioned uh they talk about there's a little clip or something that when welfare gets cut that it's certain that it's going to drive people um to commit more crimes because people are going to be trying to survive with the little that they have and they're going to try you know if to pay their rent and keep the lights on and put food on the table and things like that like they're going to turn to alternatives that will make money because that's maybe their only way out and they don't have a good education and white people won't hire them and they have a criminal record da, 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 and all the other things that are stacked against them so it's it's I don't know it's very um it's there's a lot going on in this and then there's obviously like a lot of anger and you know a lot of change that the he that they want um to happen and it, they're very like idealistic about like what they want and they have this plan in their mind um and they feel very very passionate about um the struggle and how they need to they are really expressing how they need change um and it was it was very good uh, i give this a 4.75 it was a very strong song. I'm not going to lie, though. I admire that the beat flips up a little bit in this one. It's less static than the other ones. Like, the second verse has a different tone. But the beat did not resonate as well with me from an enjoyability point of view, just, like, as a song. Okay. Um, as rappers, Stickman and M1 are, like, consistent as fuck. As in, these guys write essays, and I really like it. I really, really do. But it's hard to, like, really go in depth about the dopeness of their rapping in a sense because it's more what they're rapping about that matters yeah in a big way like i throw a molotov cocktail at the precinct you know how we think organize the hood under i ching banners red black and green instead of gang bandanas it's it's great it's brilliantly written but it's what he's saying that matters we fighting back you know we're gonna go violently coming in uh you know throwing a molotov cocktail it's a it's a vibrant move you know you know we got these banners that we coming over we are uniting as africans instead of dividing each other through gangs you know and then he says some remarkable shit fbi spying on us through radio antennas and them hitting cameras in the street like watching society with no respect for the people's right to privacy 
That was so true. And the fact that they were spitting that shit in 2000 and then in 2008, everybody was like, oh, fuck, they were spying on us. It was confirmed. <laughs> like, damn, Dad Prez spitting truth long before it was cool. I believe him when he says he'll take a slug for the cause like Huey P. And I know a lot of fake folk that are trying to copy Master P personally. He wants to be free to live and be able to have what he needs to live. Bring the power back to the street where the people live. Oh my gosh, it's just powerful, you know? Understanding that, like, from that introduction to finding the state, right? To showing how the police are only relevant not so much because we need to police ourselves but because there's a wealth disparity if certain people were not starving and others were not rich then we wouldn't have a need for the police if everybody was provided for i don't agree but you wouldn't need for the police in the exact same way that you do because there'd be a lot less crime and that's reinforced by the outro bit now there's two outro bits there's one according to genius which has the uh, and that's the uh, speaker o'malley yeshitilla however we say that mm -hmm. and it has him kind of pointing out about like how everywhere in the world that's white is rich and everywhere that's colored is not and that seems to not be on the version i heard where instead you have on the outro fred hampton uh going i'm a revolutionary and you're gonna have to keep on saying that you're gonna have to say that i'm the proletariat i am the people i'm the pig which is cool and then yeah. somebody else calling out giuliani uh the mayor of new york yep. and i'm pointing out that you know damn well when you cut the welfare a person going through crime and it's pointing out that this is kind of the situation so it's like to take money away from the resources they take money out of the hood criminalize the people couple in the fact that you know slavery is legal if you're in prison it's fucked up shit is what i'm trying to say yeah. um the second verse uh i don't i, I wanted to ask what the CeeLo for push-ups now meant was that just commenting how like as a little joke CeeLo needs to do some push-ups i was i really wasn't sure if that line had some like relevance to it but i like how he's like i'm holding m1s rolling up my sleeves and shit just referencing that iconic malcolm x picture ah it's just powerful it's just like a, a battle cry it's just getting people ready for this like situation that's what this music is yep. it's i think i i think part of my feelings that this song is slightly impacted by the song we just heard before it which <laughs> is one of my favorites of all time but i gave this song a 4.35 i love the concept i love the passion i love everything about what it's being said and i i kind of see where like i agree with their political messaging here yeah on the other hand i don't enjoy it quite as much as the song because the chorus the chorus while it is a really good message like the average black male live a third of his life in a jail cell because the world is controlled by the white male and the people never get justice and the women don't get respected and the problems don't never get solved yep. and the jobs never pay enough so the rent always late mm -hmm. you know what i really can relate kind of shit it's great messaging but the way they do this hook it's just a weird sounding hook as a hook i thought it was kind of like an interesting like a little bit different from what we've heard elsewhere and it is and i'm not even saying it's bad i'm saying this is the type of shit where like if i'm live in the show it's like you it's good questioning and shit but this listening to it i was like it's more revolutionary cry than it is song which i like i don't know i don't know why i'm trying to defend it so much this is just how i feel about the song <laughs> uh i digress i enjoyed listening to it i thought it was still wonderful so why don't we move on to track six behind enemy lines okay this is another one where like the beat kind of flips up a bit as the verses come in and i thought that was cool because it keeps it alive because yeah. you know it's just a little fresher as you're listening to it but why don't you walk us through this one 
Um, so at the very beginning, it sounds like they're all in jail. Um, there's like a warden, um, and then like that's just kind of what it is, I guess. Um, so they're going to jail um, for fighting for um, fighting for their rights, for fighting for the people, standing up for their people, um, and how like they're they're talking about someone got framed, um, and how they just like end up getting locked up in jail, and just like this is just like a, a normal. Um, sort of situation for like a black person that that, that they just kind of get screwed over um, stories just get made up about them um, you know and that's true like I can think of many times where I've heard a story where oh a black person got um, you know arrested or shot for being like somebody that looked like maybe it could have been the person that they were looking for but without any proof and it's just you know like where they just kill them off or whatever and um or just blame them for the murder or whatever crime that happened and it wasn't them and I don't know it's just like there's just always like this sort of situation that just keeps happening over and over again um and this one is like very like abrupt like how it um like how it it kind of changes like or verses essentially um so there's like kind of like a phone call in the middle like I had to even check and see if it was the same song like it definitely seems like something completely different different sound um and then like there's sort of like a, a phone call kind of like a romantic romantic kind of a phone call um and then like the next story is about a guy who's in um a, I think no yeah the guy who's in jail for murder um but that's just sort of like like everything about life in the ghetto led him to end up doing that and so it like this sort of situation is built to end up to bring people back into captivity you know essentially slavery and like it's just like this whole like situation and we're just people just go around and around and around and then that's their entire lives where they just end up under the control of white people um and they're just kind of kept to the to the side they're not like i don't know it's just like a whole thing even like when you think about like how the like the design of like uh, a ghetto neighborhood how it was designed and how it's separate a little bit from like the main area or the main part of the city or it's i don't know it's just like just crazy to think about anyways um and how you just get locked up for life and then there's another phone call that happens um in spanish and um life is just it's a similar situation because they're also kind of struggling um it's not just black people that are being persecuted yeah. it's a way to be like inclusive and saying it's yeah. other colored people are dealing with this situation too yeah um and so like life in the hood is just like um jail and then you go to jail and you end up living like again the same thing like you end up living the life that was created for you by white people and it's pretty it's pretty fucked up when you think about it like how like there how you know a lot of the time black people feel like there is no escape and i can absolutely see why like there's just like this horrible shit that just keeps happening and nothing changes because white people are still crackers essentially you know they are the ones with the whip and controlling everybody and it's it's very 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 hard to change and and escape and i think that's you know i mean that's probably why like there was like you know obama was like such like a ah, like at that you know for for black people because they thought this is you know and they saw um, and they felt that that this was like this is their chance for like a change and then you know obviously now there's 
that didn't really happen, I guess. Well, there was change, yes, that was made, but anyways, now there's Trump. But um, it was a very strong message again with this one. I gave this another 4.75. I I really like this song. to me, I don't know about 4.75. I don't, like, <laughs> think a lot of the beats are, like, 4.75 good. Yeah. I think the messages and the passion and the deliveries, like, 6 yeah. on 5 good. Like, it's all so good. But the beats... This one was a little bit slower. It was a little... So, and here's the thing. Like, I love this album. Like, across the board. It's everything I want to listen to when I'm in the mood for it. And for me to hit that higher end of fives, I got to love it every time I hear it. And there are certain sounds that we all have preferences that we love more. Now, if we want to talk about revolutionary lyrics and spitting some shit that educates me and teaches me and riles me up. And, like, I would listen to this album anytime I wanted to feel pumped up about anything. And it's as good as a punk album for me in that purpose. So I don't want to take away from it. And I gave this on a 4.5 on, on, on 5. So we're not even talking about, like, <laughs> bad grades. I just, I'm just well, saying it wasn't. percent difference. Like, we're talking about 90% of awesome and fucking perfection. Okay? So if you're watching Dead Prez, I feel you. Um, I really like it. It The first verse talks about Khadija, I don't know how to say it, which is Fred Hampton Jr.'s daughter. So apparently Fred Hampton was killed back in, like, the 60s because he was trying to teach folk uh, how to be united and how to unite the black community. And those types of people were, like, killed and assassinated in certain ways by government authorities and agents. I think he was shot during a robbery. Um and so it's interesting like i didn't know any of this and then he put it in his song so yeah. i started reading and learning i'm pointing out how fred hampton jr's father uh the, the son who looked and sounded and, and kind of was in the same vein as the father was set up and framed in a robbery who was still in jail when this song came out and was released i think the year after this so it was just kind of having his daughter like picturing her father getting out and just questioning how fucked up because like the police fabricated disclaims of him robbing a specific store only because he was going to be a black leader who would unite the minds of young black folk and encourage them to be better and the fact that when that would happen they get labeled as black terrorists or some bullshit i mean the fbi essentially if i'm not mistaken was created to take out the panthers which were really trying to unite people and i mean i don't know that every tactic the black panthers used was legal they got a little violent but I also don't know enough about them. And I'm not against violence for the sake of a bigger purpose. If your people are being persecuted to the level that I understand it to be, maybe violence was necessary. But I think that was the difference. I think that was the difference between the two, I'm going to say two main leaders at that time, um, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. It was One was violent, you know, and a little bit more um, aggressive in his tactics, whereas Martin Luther King was still... But even still, Malcolm know, X was, like, it wasn't like he was advocating violence. It was more like, no. it was... Do what you, could, do do what it, you gotta don't do. Don't let of. people <laughs> attack you and shit. Like, if you have to defend yourself, do what you gotta do. And I think that's a fair statement. Um, all things considered. Yeah. I mean... I don't know enough about that top those topics, but I'm I'm starting to understand that it's a 
it's definitely deeper than the pop level messaging goes. Yeah. Then you got that second verse, which really does just kind of paint the per picture pair of a person who kills somebody, etc., and ends up in jail all over almost the environment of it. And it's really good storytelling. And it is a really big transition, but it's to show that there's two sides to this prison shit. There's the side where if you do the right thing, you go to jail. And if you do the wrong thing, you go to jail. Yep. And no matter what, you're in jail. But then to go even bigger, if you're in the projects, he's kind of correlating at the end. Stick man, you ain't got to be locked up to be in prison. Look how we live in 30,000 a day up in the bank. Standard routine. They put us in a box just like our life on the blocks. So there's almost this comparison to being in the projects, yep. being in these tall apartments and these small things and comparing that existence to being in prison. You're basically just and surrounded by cement either way or concrete or whatever. So I gave it a 4.5 because the song very much inspired me and was really powerful and just had a pretty decent series of hooks and well-written shit so I liked it more. And then the Spanish part where it's just showing it's not just us. This is a big fucking problem. Yep. Welcome to America. Anyway, um, the next song on the album is called Assassination. I'll have you know. I also read The Art of War by Sun Tzu in a couple of fucking days. I think it took me two or three, and I mostly read it while pooping. That's what's up. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the best there brags I've ever heard in a rap song. I'm not going to lie, because he's just like, uh, I figure uh, my head, them ass kissing, is dead. We learned the chokeholds with fisherman's thread. Ah, murderous. I read The Art of Sun Tzu in a couple of fucking days. I'm like... I don't know if that's on the same level, but I like that you're doing that. I like that you're equating reading a book to the same level as murdering with fishnets. That's dope. That is some hella cool shit. I'm a big advocate of reading, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, used to practice kung fu with this that's like double my age, and you can put this on my government's grave. Somebody praying for the way we have to suffer and slave. Assassination, word up. And it's just like... You can tell that like they're mad about the situation that they're living in. People are poor. They're being taken out. Like murderation, modern handgun education, price of your life is going up. It ain't inflation. And you just get the sense that like people, they want people to die, you know, in the way that these guns are going around. And the it's almost like worth it for people to have this happen in an almost economic way because if this dude kills that dude he can put that dude in jail and etc etc and it's a really fucking as you said fucked up situation um anyway and then it kind of has this like aggressive um kind of cop back feel going on to it you know and then the second verse like cops drive down the streets and blow my friends away i try to smoke enough lot to take my sins away it's just powerful like just have to consider it like and this is something that i see people posting about in montreal so evidently the cops go ahead and put people away up in canada too for certain things but i imagine that you know in new york in certain areas it's got to be kind of real fucked up or are they from new york Actually, m1 is from uh brooklyn and um stickman stickman is from originally from tallahassee florida Okay, but in both those places, cops can be a little bit 
assholes is a good way to put it yeah and then i hope they get the assassins i hope something is uh, is done to them problem is they're killing them it reminds me of something like what happened to lincoln you ain't even safe with a full clip i swear on the president's grave i'm sick of living in this bullshit we gotta take it to full length meet us a capital hell and we can get in some real shit pop i was like oh so he's like I, I'm willing to bet that maybe some Secret Service people may have showed up and interviewed <laughs> not, them. Because, um, like, I know they did that for Eminem and that shit. But if you may, and it's bold. And they put that shit out. And they were like, yo, if y'all are ready to ride, we'll be the first ones there to kill the fucking, you know, I don't want to finish Descendants and piss off and trigger some shit. But, like. I mean, not quite Kathy Griffin style, but uh, up there. <laughs> but, like, really bold. And why? Because Kathy Griffith just fake as fuck in the way that it came off to me. Like, it just seemed like a pandering move. Yeah. This shit sounds like revolutionaries who really, really dream about this shit and obviously aren't going to do it because it's a little impractical. But to take the fantasy, yeah, if you're mad at your system and shit's not changing, it's like, you know what? Start from the top. This might get the point across. That motherfucker, the, the president or the prime minister, these are the people fundamentally making the executive decisions keeping you down. They're the ones enforcing the situation. Even if corporations lobby for Congress and blah, blah, blah. The fact is, take them all out is more the sentiment is what I'm getting. Yeah. It's not well, necessarily... you have to kind of, you know, scrap it and start again. So it's not necessarily like a, a call of assassination. But it's fucking cool. Uh, I gave it a 4.35 on 5. It's short. It's sweet. It comes in hard. It does what it's got to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really have too, too much to say about this one, actually. Um, I like the nice hand drums that, that is featured at the beginning. And there's, like, a kid giving, like, a speech, like, a pretty powerful one. Um, and overall, I found, like, the tone kind of, like, a, som a somber kind of sounding um and just exactly like what you said like they're basically coming after their government for everything that they have done to them because essentially it, there's nobody to blame except for you know the government allowing all of this shit to continue continue on happening for years and for centuries um and it just sucks and they're you know they kind of do talk about you know assassinating the president who at the time was uh, bill clinton um because they want something to change was it? Yeah. Bush hadn't come in yet? Nope. He was in 2001. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, he was, you know, Clinton was the president in like the 90s and, you know, around this time, I guess. So, I mean, overall, this one sounds good and there's, you know, there's still like the kind of fire underneath it, but it just, it didn't appeal to me as much as the rest of them. I get a 4.25. It's fair. There is a lot of revolutionary shit going on. Now we need to take a break. See, I got this beautiful lady next to me. We ain't got to take our clothes off or anything. We can have a stimulating conversation. We can get all up into titillating our brain cells and neurons over a chess game and some other shit. Ooh, girl, just hearing your brain talk, just hearing the words coming out your mouth, conversating as a man sex. This is definitely something that is not what you would expect to ever hear any rapper do. Yep. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, the video may just be one of the worst music videos I've ever seen in my life for something <laughs> sincerely trying. It's all weird and colorful and they're all like see-through x-ray and they do a stinger where you where you like puff on the weed and you blow it into your partner's mouth and it's a cute little foreplay move and the video's garbage. And they even keep the whole outro part, which 
which is something um so i mean kind of has this intro or the chorus it's time for mind sex we ain't got to take our clothes off yet we can burn the incense and just chat relax i got the good vibrations before we make love let's have a good conversation mm -hmm. i have not actually met a girl in the, my entire dating life who enjoyed calling it making love i'm gonna throw it out there none of them like the term i don't know when it got popular i don't know what girls want to make love i have not met girls who want to make love I feel like it's like um you can I make love with the girl but you gotta not call it making love because it's weird it's some weird i feel like i don't know some people probably like it i can't i don't know i don't know it sounds like some old people shit um but basically you have the first verse where he's like literally just talking her up like part of me love but you seem like my type what you doing tonight you should stop by the site i'm like where the fuck is the revolutionary nah we gotta throw it away now well, he's horny now yeah we think but he's horny for mind sex mm -hmm. which is like the delayed gratification of flirting and having foreplay where you eat a salad and that's a good move eating a salad is smarter before sex because you keep yourself a little empty you don't get so bloated and he's, he eats a healthy lifestyle he's very healthy i was reading an ama find out. an ama on reddit man and m1 is fucking serious i don't know if this is m1 but he's like somebody asked if you eat pineapples on pizza and he's like yeah but only if the pizza's gluten-free and the cheese is dairy-free and it's just fucking annoying, man, he was hyper-vegan. That's cool, though. I respect it. No disrespect intended. But, man, they're hardcore about it. Still, promoting salad as part of foreplay is a good and healthy move. Mm -hmm. um, before the night's through, we could get physical, too. I ain't trying to say I don't want to fuck because I do. And that's important, fellas, because you want to not maybe go for it right away. But when you are in that mind sex kind of game where you're trying to like get into a stimulating nature, you will get friend zoned if you don't make it clear in some way that you do want to intercourse her because she might just misinterpret all that as you want to be friends. So in the midst of chatting up her mind and etc., you got to stare at her tits and be like, listen, I know, I know, but you're just so beautiful. Like you don't do it creepily. You just get caught that one time and play it off, you know? Like, you act in a certain way. She gets the point, oh, he does find me sexy. Because if she's feeling you, that's a good thing, fellas. Some man sex. Anyway, you get that connection going. And okay. making love is just as... I did it to her and it worked. But for me, boo, uh -huh. making love is just as much mental. I like to know what I'm getting into. And it's true. I, we talked a lot on our first date, like straight to like two in the morning. It was like eight hours of just stimulating conversation and some yes, making out at the old port of Montreal. That's some top level shit. You yep. get in her head, you hook it, line and sink her, and then when you do make love, I was like, Who is it's this pretty weirdo? fucking explosive. <laughs> and the second verse is the same kind of shit. It's just cheesy up there with Big Daddy Kane type shit. Big Daddy Kane is still the Big Daddy lame of this shit. <laughs> But this is <laughs> right perfect. right up there, man. Wait, let me guess, boo. You probably like poetry. Here's a little something I jotted down. Oh, God. It's like what? So you wrote this poem for a random girl you haven't <laughs> met yet, and that's supposed to be... Listen, first verse guy, he had some game. Second verse guy, it's not as good. It's a little bit creepier. 
It's fine. It's totally good. While he was, while she was in the bathroom, you know, calling her friend, being like, "I don't really know if I'm into this guy or not." Blah blah blah. He's blah. like, or whatever. Ah, I gotta write you a poem. <laughs> gotta Jonathan. do it real quick, real quick. So let me tell you, girl, <laughs> you are the yin to my yang, the balance that means complete change. And I get what they're doing. It's some like nice ethereal poetry. I'm just saying, dude, one kills it a lot more than dude two. That hook is unforgettable. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't really know. It's just unforgettable. But the outro is Big Daddy is lamer than Big Daddy Lame. That outro is something else. Now, if you guys find it to be like super romantic and shit and all that crap, I don't agree. I think it's just so over the top. Like maybe that worked once upon a time, but I can't see that being the game you want to run to like anybody under the age of 30 today. It's just like mm. Let me describe in deep details all of the obsessive ways this woman is something that I'm obsessed with. It just uh, That's how it comes off to me. And it's just kind of there in the video doing it all. And I'm like, this is where the song loses points. Because it's okay. It's interesting. And then this is like obsessive mind sex. This is like when you take the mind sex and you jack it up, but she hasn't fully reciprocated yet. And you're just kind of looking at her pictures on Instagram. I don't know if it's Instagram. quite like that. I don't know. This sounds all right. I mean, I love the idea of like promoting foreplay and taking your time and mm-hmm. connecting spiritually well, I think and that's stuff. What it is, I think it's more. I think it is obviously he has a different scope from you know a lot of the other rappers that you know we all know who just are like there to like fuck all the ladies and like they don't give a shit. Where like this guy is like you know he wants to like connect and like you know talk to you first and he's like slow down like you know like he like he. He's taking his time. He wants it to be like a good experience. Yeah. All things considered, I enjoyed it a lot. I gave it a 4.25 mostly because of the outro. It is. I didn't enjoy the outro, but I like the concept because when I thought about my more successful sexual escapades in my life, it played out better with the mind sex approach than it did with the here's some expensive toy bitch suck a dick like that tactic doesn't work very well to me but that's what most hip-hop makes it sound like here i'll put a stack of money on your ass as it jiggles and you will ride my dick that's that's not a realistic approach to sex for most of us (laughs) i mean it might be but not for most of us yeah anyway um i mean this one is just it's very different from like any of the songs that we've heard um either on this album or in general um in terms of like sex songs um it is like a you know it's definitely no like jay-z um this one is like all about like you know like i said going slow and really just getting to know each other um and he needs to be like in a healthy and honest like headspace for him to like really like get into it sexually and to like be you know really aroused um you know, and like I said, this he's very much more for, like, making love rather than just fucking, you know, a girl. Like, it's very, you know, it's a more of, like, an intimate thing. And I suppose that that's what sex is, is I guess, you know, like, for, um, you know, what, I don't know, some people. But... Um, <laughs> it's for you, too. And, yeah, sometimes for me, too, where, you, you know, there sometimes. is, like, sometimes... No, sometimes... Anyways, I'm not going to go into, like, what I would like sexually. But, anyways, um... That's just what it is. He just wants to, like, chill, smoke some weed with the girl, um, get to know her, and then, like, you know, kind of go into it a little bit slowly. Um, and then he talks about the fact that he wrote a poem for her, which I just was like, when did this happen? But, like, I don't know if this is, like... It sounds like he just wrote the poem ready to go to give to any girl. Which is, like, 
just the worst. Like, nobody wants a generic poem that you're writing for, and you're reading this to, like, every girl to get her into bed. Like, that's just bleh. But I'm sure it happens. Um, and it's just sort of, like, the anticipation and, like, seeing her fully clothed and just, like, imagining, like, what's, like, under her clothes. And, like, that is more, like, titillating and exciting for him. Like, you know, when you get, like, the butterflies at the beginning when you're just, like, first fantasizing about someone and, like, you're with them and you're just, like, so intrigued by everything about them. And, like, just, like, that kind of thing. It's that sort of feeling. Before um, they get annoying. Before he gets annoying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, in this case, it seems like like the woman is really like man's partner. Like he's on an equal playing field with her. Like he really trusts her and like respects her. And I think that that's like a really good positive message. I feel like, you know, like women would appreciate this. Um, you know, and he talks about how beautiful, beautiful her, her black body is and like, you know, how he, he really appreciates women, especially, you know, obviously black women in this case where he's just, he just thinks it's the most beautiful thing. And, you know, I suppose it is, you know, for, you know, for him at, you know, at least. Um, and it just seems to be like his approach on love. It doesn't necessarily seem like a gross song. It's, you know, it's a, it's kind of nice. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's different and it's nice. And it's essentially like what women you know, want growing up, you know, and Prince Charming, like, that, you know, you want someone that's going to, like, listen to them and not necessarily just, like, eh, 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 like, you know, like, go at you. But, um, so, like, this is, like, a nicer sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I give it a 4.5. We want freedom. Yeah. Imagine no running water to drink. Chemicals contaminate the pipes leading to your sink. Imagine that it took Jaden Smith to deal with Flint, Michigan, because, frankly, the government just didn't give a fuck. Yep. Um, and, I mean, you know that Flint, Michigan's not solved yet, right, folks? Just to throw it out there. It's not like the kids that got lead poisoning. Oops. So it's a oopsie, as uh, PewDiePie would say, a big oopsie. <laughs> uh, and like that's Aaron just, it's just kind of the situation. end of it, right? Nah, it's fucked up. So, I mean, this starts off with, like, uh, it's a little thing from, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this word, The Spook Who Sat by the Door, a 1973 movie in which a light-skinned brother is responding to what he feels has been an accusation that he's insufficiently black. And I dated a mixed black girl who is of Jamaican descent, and she went through a lot of that questioning if she was black enough. And so that's some fucked up shit that I don't fully understand, but I know it's a real thing. But just the idea that even though the black community is not accepting him per se, the fact is the white people are still going to see him as a black guy and treat him accordingly. And it's pretty bad news bears. And then, yeah, man, the beginning is just like this rallying cry. Shit's fucked up and we got to like organize and get our shit together because what a choice do we have? Which is an interesting point. And you know what? If shit really, really hits the fan like it could in the next few years, it's like it's a more realistic thing than people would maybe like to admit you know and then you look at he brings up something that's so relevant in 2019 that like everybody knows about the flint michigan water situation um and then you know just think if the grocery stores close their doors and saturate the streets with tanks and start martial law would you be ready for civil war could you take the life of somebody you know or have feelings for if necessary he got cousins in the military and he cut them off because they enlisted that's an interesting point that I think about. I really do think about. 
if shit hits the fan and there's potential civil war of sorts that could happen and it's not implausible that with the divisive nature of life that shit doesn't escalate what side do you pick and if you pick a side were you willing to kill and do what you need to do you know like that's if you choose to take a side but those are really tough questions that i don't think a lot of people are willing to ask themselves because most people don't really want to pick a side and that is in and of itself an interesting thing i like when he's like we in the second verse we need more than mcs we need hueys and revolutionaries the on the streets today it's kind of scary to smell around my way ain't roses or strawberries in fact it's kind of poisonous bringing out the boyness but i'ma stand up on my own like a man dominate the land and make wealth like fu manchu and it's like we need to step up and be more than just mcs and rappers and get wealth we need to create social change and create real real wealth within our communities and shit and i see that need here I mean, I'm watching my community change, and it's fucking weird. It's definitely going to not be what it used to be because of gentrification and shit like that. And there's a lot of people who are going to get left behind in this process because nobody really wants to invest in this community. So I try to, we try to shop a little locally, if you know what I, But, like, really, it's, it's just this kind of stuff that's on my mind. I'm going to read a book on gentrification soon. Either way, uh, third verse is like, yo, we want peace, but... The problem is crackers want a bigger piece, as in of the pie. Got it where the can't get a piece. That's why police get stabbed and shot, because uh, can't eat it. The av is hot. Locked up, you get three hot meals in a cot. Then you sit and rot, never even get a fair shot. And it's yep. just like, if you think about the situation, everybody wants peace. Nobody really wants the violence. But if the white population, let's say the negative side, is going to continually drain the resources from everybody Green. and allow the hood to suffer the way it does, to cut welfare programs, to just make it harder and harder, then it's almost like, fuck it. If the cop's going to lock us up, we have to kill the fucking cop because there's no way to eat otherwise because your kid's crying. And like, I mean, a lot of people don't really think about it, but so many of these people are just trying to feed their kids like somehow stealing a loaf of bread to feed your kids okay if you're white but it's a jailable thing if you're black because yeah. like in the white hood you talk about stealing a loaf for kids and it's okay and people will always make concessions for the kids but when you sell some crack to feed your kids it's the same thing kind of like i mean obviously it's not stealing a loaf of bread but uh, why are we okay with crime for that motivation but we're not okay with it and you know like it's just fucking oh really it's because the guy's black and it's his fault and this is scary crime i don't know it's just it's just sad and then you got like the the hook and the bridge like i don't want to be no movie star i don't want to drive no fancy car i just want to be the free to live my life and i love that because that's kind of how i feel and then you know like a hook is like yo just because you don't think it can happen to you it can be ready <laughs> and i like this track i thought it was powerful just like the rest of the album it's got a good vibe to it it's right in that 4.35 range it doesn't feel like top tier novelty in terms of what it's bringing to the table and i don't mean that like disrespectfully like some of these songs are really fucking unique mm -hmm. and then this feels more in the general revolutionary charged up scope of the album which i'm not disrespecting i enjoy it a lot <laughs> um yeah i mean 
This song starts off with like a, a speech from a movie that you mentioned, um, and I think I've heard it before featured in, in like another song by someone else. Um, I couldn't place it. Um, so this is basically uh, black people aren't sure what to be to do anymore, and that's kind of what he's saying. He's trying to get everyone to encourage um, everyone to work together as one, because you know everyone trying to do their own separate thing isn't necessarily going to work, and everyone needs to unify and fight for one main um, kind of cause or issue and deal with that first and then everything else can kind of fall into place hopefully um, you know and he talks about exactly like you know the, the water not being drinkable from your taps and you know like we you know are still seeing in Flint Michigan um, and again like this is you know, in, in Canada, I know that there are native um, and Inuit communities that haven't had access to clean water and had a boil water advisory for years and years. Same sort of thing. So it's just that there are these communities and people that just kind of get neglected by governments. And, um, you know, obviously they're talking about, you know, black people um, in Canada. It's it's not obviously, but it is um, still kind of a native issue that's happening here where we kind of look look the other way um and that's you know unfortunate for everybody <laughs> um and it just kind of leaving people to suffer uh, for their own greed you know for for the, the government and it just sucks um and they just want to be free from like oppression and because they feel like so much control and you know force from the government and it's everything about their lives and it's you know the jails where they end up and it's you know the life that they live and it's everything that that's you know kind of just constantly they're being monitored and watched and everything and they just it's just i don't know it's out of control um and how you know white people are still greedy and want more power and control and land etc um, and that's why other people are forced to suffer because of that greed um, and it really makes sense that you know people don't trust those in charge if if they're not helping them if they're only making their situation worse um, and it's again another strong song um, you know there's a sort of a reminder that there's still fight uh, to be had so be prepared be ready um, be ready to do what you have to do basically and it just kind of sounds like they've had enough and that they need a new leader they need somebody to to guide them again as uh, as a, a whole group of people you know in the same way that it was in the 60s like there's still a lot of issues going on and there wasn't that one main leader and I think that's kind of what was missing um, at this time so I gave it a 4.5 on 5 alright so apparently one of the things that helped Dead Prez get famous was throwing apples into the crowd as they would holler at them shit like be healthy what I was not expecting to learn is that Dead Prez may have written the vegan fucking like anthem like i don't need no meat no dairy no sweets only ripe vegetables fresh fruit and whole wheat and he's hard about it 100 sincere mm -hmm. it lines up with every proper health advice you'll see um honestly if you look at like health science if you were to switch away from meats towards all the proper healthier vegetable based proteins and it's f basically if you do all the awful shit that you don't want to do because you're fat like me and you want to keep eating all the crap um not i mean i'm working on it i'm adapting my life i'm being healthier slowly <laughs> haven't drank a lot of soft drinks this year that's a huge step up but still 
were poisoned by sugar and a bunch of other shit, you know? Uh, curried falafel, barbecued tofu. This shit sounds terrible to me. No candy bars, no cigarettes. Okay, I can live with that. Only ganja and fresh squeezed juice from oranges. Exercising daily to stay healthy, and if I rarely drink water at the top. If somebody the freshly squeezed orange juice for me, I would. That would just make my life so much easier. Um, but yeah, basically, it's just kind of proper healthy eating shit, and then, like, with the idea, if you are what you eat, then you should eat healthy because it's important. Like, lentil soup is mental fruit, and ginger root is good for you, and fresh vegetable with them, whatever. And it's just, it's really what it is, man. Careful how you season and prepare your foods because you don't want to lose vitamins and minerals. And it's very important, right? Because it's true. Like, food is like chemistry, so you have to be aware and you got to learn how to do it all right. And it, it's definitely a journey I'm not going to be into. But in like five years, when I've shed quite a lot of weight and I look healthier, it's because inevitably I caved and listened to the fine folk. Like even Karis One, man, in the gospel of hip-hop brings up the exact same fucking dietary shit. Yep. It's just everywhere. You can't escape it at this juncture of life. Um, and then they have an outro, which is apparently making fun of a little bit a prodigy of mob deep's classic monologue from the infamous prelude where they take on that note and it feels kind of wu-tangy a little bit too is it's like describing how people ingest a bunch of poison into their bodies and we need to be a little bit smarter and so again going real hard about healthy ingestion and whatnot so i think that is fucking super cool uh in general because it is taking this educational tone like this album is like turning into this well-rounded uh intellectual love all these different aspects of how to maintain a healthy person so that you can achieve freedom and part of that is eating healthy you yourself so that you can get to achieving freedom so it's pretty fucking cool I mean, this song is definitely cool. Like, mm -hmm. it's a 4.5 on 5. It definitely is one of those songs that when I listen to, I become like, I, I feel like, shit, I'm, I'm a healthy sloth of a person who <laughs> doesn't. I mean, I've been exercising more, and I've been actually making many healthier choices in my current life. If you look at my earlier podcast, I was less healthy then. And now I, I feel it in my body, but, like, man, you don't like change. Like, can you imagine actually giving up sugar? I mean, that's the end goal. It's that's what's coming one day. And that's miserable to me. Like, we have we have bullshit cake in the fridge. And I've been kind of sneaking <laughs> I made it. that cake. It's bullshit <laughs> Betty Crocker cake mix cake. And I don't know it's why. So I don't even really enjoy it. But I'm so addicted to sugar that throughout the day, I like to snack on it. It's terrible. I should be eating fruits instead. And, it's, and I'm hooked on the narcotic effect of terrible food. And it's awful. And it really is like drugs. And I feel like slowly I work to break my addiction by vilifying these things in my head. Anyway, songs like this help. They help me on my journey. So it helps me be healthy. Thank you. Thank you, Dead Prez. <laughs> yep. Um, hold on, I've got something in my eye. I can't get it out. Um, it sounds kind of like a Spanish guitar. Um, and then there's, there's like water sounds featured in it, um, especially like at the beginning. Um, and you know, basically like you kind of said what it is, they, they try to eat healthy by eating, you know, not, um, consuming meat or dairy or, 
um, and they only eat whole foods. Um, sort of like, a, I think it's, what is it, the paleo diet? It sounds like that's kind of what they're on. Um, and just like eating natural and using food for, you know, to to build you up and to, as an energy source, as, um, as your medicine, as your healing, as, you know, if you're not feeling well, use food in, in, instead of medicine. Um, and I know there's, there's lots of people that do that. I, you know, I do aspire to be a person like that. I, I do have a hippie gene in me and I do wish that I, I could just get my hands around doing that kind of stuff. Um, let's eat a lot of salad. Let's you get know, the ice cream. It's it's uh, it's hard. That's the grocery store trip every <laughs> fucking time. So yeah, it's it's trying to find that balance, um, and then you know he definitely talks about drinking like eight glasses of water a day because you okay, know. Okay, look, his reasoning mm. is fucking terrible because that's what they say. That is possibly the worst rhyme because it almost goes in contradiction yep. to the blind acceptance because of who makes these rules. The same people that you're criticizing for everything else. I mean, it's funny how. When it's convenient to your argument, it becomes a good. I'm, I'm not really but trying I'm to sure criticize. This is also written elsewhere. Um, you know. I'm just saying because because that's what they say is not a good reasoning on the revolutionary Somebody album. Says it. But it is true that you should probably drink that much water every single day because it's good for your skins and shit and all and sorts of stuff. Out. It keeps and everything going. Honestly, the more you get into drinking water, like most of really what I drink now is water and black coffee. I know, I know, but black coffee is like fucking drugs, so I like it. And water, it's also like drugs, so I like it. Water makes me feel less thirsty. It makes me feel a certain way. And if you look at the chemical reaction to body to like how your body reacts to the different substances, water is a fun one. Um, I don't know. Yep. You should drink a lot of it. And um, go and have a glass right now. Even that. So the two liters a day that you drink is fair. It's fair science per se. But it was mostly his rationale I didn't like because the rest of that verse is so tight. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Bonnie was uh, describing a little bit. Did you give a grade? Uh, no, I'm just finishing up. Um, but I think this one is cool. Um, and it's just basically like a reminder to be healthy. Um, and then he says that weed is good. It is, you know, a medicine from nature, I guess. Um, and that people need to start caring, especially black people, if, you know, they're going to be rising up. Um, that people need to be more aware of what they're putting into their bodies so that they can be better, stronger individuals and um a whole people as a whole i guess um so obviously this is something that they're very passionate about and it's cool stuff i gave it a 4.25 all right so in order to eat healthily you definitely need discipline, discipline. so dude gets a phone call and buddy's like yo let's come do fun shit he's like nah i got shit to do today but you can have fun put it off no i'm gonna be responsible and apply discipline let's sing about it uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> it's gonna be all right yep. discipline practice makes perfect discipline health is wealth yo discipline all things in moderation plan your work work your plan he's so right this is a song about organizing your life and applying discipline Oh shit, like half the books I read are about like how businesses get organized and these planning and time management and efficiency and this is a good one. This is like, I'm, I'm learning how to be a more disciplined person. You can ask Bonnie. Yeah. There are entire Saturdays where from like 7 in the morning to like 11 p.m. I'm at it like disciplined like a motherfucker for the most part. She hates it, but that's totally <laughs> fine. 
Um, I just discipline does make things easier, and organizing your life makes such a big difference, right? Because we all have dreams and goals, and we all want to move forward. So if you apply that discipline to follow this plan that you make, then even if you make mistakes or it's a slow progress, you turn it into something. Like on November 2016, I was like, I'm on a podcast. So we started podcasting, and we didn't know what we were doing. And now we're do- we know a little bit about what we're doing. And we know how we did that through discipline, through vigilant sticking with it and applying self-control habits to learn more and to study the culture and to, you know, apply a discipline to the way we approach these reviews so that people weren't showing up unprepared, uh, not looking at the albums properly. Maybe there were times where you winged it before a Raekwon review and found out that you don't wing it for only built on Cuban for Cuban links because that's an album that. I kind of didn't prepare enough for and I got murked in the comments. And so, I don't know, discipline's important and I like it and it's a good song. I mean, it's so fucking corny and it's so fucking cheesy, but I like how they took a subject like discipline and made it fun. Like this is a mantra for yourself and they're self-aware that discipline is not fun. Mm-hmm. But it does make your life better. It does help you organize shit. And the only way to work your plan is through discipline. 4.5 on 5. Keep at it, dead Prez. <laughs> um, yeah, so it starts off. Uh, there's the nice phone call. Um, he has to basically say no to hanging out with his buddy because he's got stuff to do. And, I, you know, it is hard to say no, but, you know, you have to do... Um, you know like what you need to do in your life and like what your goals are um you know personally i am not very good with discipline um but i try i fail all the time but i try um i'll keep my mouth shut yeah and <laughs> um and everything is just about, about being healthy and it definitely relates to the, like the previous song on here they kind of tie together a little bit um health is wealth and you know accomplish your goals and then you can have fun um and i would definitely say holden is a much better example of that kind of lifestyle than i am um thanks <laughs> i'm terrible at it i look at guys like Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and their discipline, and I'm like, that's what I want to be one day. But I mean, you're you're much better at it, anyways. But um, and you know, you've improved, anyways. And it's nice, it's groovy, it's a good reminder. Um, you know, like especially after the last song, where it's you know you have to discipline yourself to be healthy, um, in the food that you eat and in like the lifestyle that you live and everything. And if you choose to be you know keto or vegan or whatever it is, like it, you definitely have to stick to it. And it is a discipline. Um, and it, I mean that's why a lot of people don't do it because it is very hard and it's hard to like maintain that um, standard, I guess. So I give it a four point two five. It's good, but it's not necessarily my favorite. So first we talked about being healthy here. Mm-hmm. Well, first we talked about how we want freedom. To in order to want, get that freedom, we need to be healthy. In order to achieve health, we need a discipline. In order to obtain discipline, you need an understanding of psychology. I do believe this shit's connected. Mm-hmm. Mr. Lord Jamar helped produce this beat. Um, he he put that laugh in, I'm assuming, because that creepy laugh is there like ah, 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 the whole way through. And I don't know if it is, but in my imagination, that's actually Lord Jamar with a morphed voice. And it could be. It could not be, but it also could be. And yeah. uh, 
I don't know. I like Lord Jamar. I've been watching him for like two years on Vlad TV talk about shit, and I very much enjoy watching him talk about shit. I don't know how relevant he is, but he isn't the first one lately to say that Eminem is not something you play in the hood while committing crimes. He's just not the first. He's just the most recent. Either way, that's not related to this review. Um, I like how it starts off. I was born in a dump. My mama died and my daddy got drunk. He left me to die and grow in the middle of Tobacco Road. I grew up in a rusty shack. And it's, called, it's a version of Tobacco Road by John D. Louder Milk, who I've never heard of, to be honest. Mm. All I owned was hanging on my back, and Lord knows that I love this place called Tobacco Road. You know, you're filthy and dirty. You're going to get me some dynamite in a cane and blow it all up. Lord knows I'm going to start all over again. And it's almost like being born into this awful circumstance with this terrible situation and the impact it has and how you almost have to destroy that environment around you in order to get out of it and achieve something better. And then M1 starts us off and you go, this beat is fucking hype. Like this shit's fucking intense. It's militant. This is like that. It's got that power that maybe some of the 4.35 tracks didn't have in this. And even the only thing I don't like is the laugh. Get rid of the laugh and this shit's fucking perfect. Um, fuck what you heard. I'm from Africa. That ain't no act. It's mathematical. Past the black radical. I choose the M1 because it's practical. Nothing must change. We ain't protected. No names. It's all factual. It's just strong. It comes in like we are protecting ourselves. We are not actually like radical in my opinion. I think it's more we're looking at the facts of a situation. We're understanding the truth of a situation. And this is what's up. And uh, I don't know. Flows in. This is what we learn in the streets. Fucking degree. Believe in what none of what you hear and half of what you see. So to be a skeptic, to understand that people are lying to you all the way through it, and you have to be aware of the situation. And then Stickman's verse two takes it in a different way. It's like watching your own father smoke crack. Woof! What a yeah. start, man. Right? Like you just. I, I don't know what that's like. Well, that definitely would fuck you up, like, and that's, you know, something that a psychologist would probably start with, you know, if that was an implication in your life. I, I have nightmares on shit like that. No way in hell I'll ever get like that. I've seen a lot of shit in 22 years. It's like a tour of duty. My life is booby-trapped. It's hard to see the beauty when your heart is turning ice cold. And just the whole way it flows in, it's like... You look at this person whose environment is so dark and so powerfully negative that you no longer can see the good things in life because everywhere you turn it's fucking terrible and i like how he's like yeah my mom's a really smart person but when she talks about jesus fuck that shit otherwise i'm listening you know um and then uh the chorus don't let him get in your head they try to probe you figure your thoughts out so they can control you figure your thoughts out so they can put targeted ads all over the place and get you to buy shit um i mean honestly it's really true what they're saying in this chorus mm -hmm. uh and through you control your whole crew a psychology boy now what the fuck that make you want to do so if you think about instagram influencers and shit it's almost like you can target the right 27 people and or the right rap like i think how, how like 20 pop rappers can essentially influence like a million youth right so if 20 the right 20 rappers talk about getting gucci gucci stock goes up because that that's how much money gets made off of it and yeah, shit and it's absolutely. fucked up it's basic and marketing is highly well, like linked to psychology there's people who are you know gucci main like it's just like it's in like their names and stuff like that it's just he's cool though yeah that guy made a lot of money on a haircut he spent 500 dollars on a haircut and made so much money on that 500 dollars haircut that 
he made it worth his $500 haircut. And how did he do it? Because he looked at the amount of retweets that fucking post got. That guy made money on that post. 100%. That's how the game works. Um, anyway, you can't walk the streets with no state of mind. Blind to the ways of mankind. And if you know the time, give me a sign. Tell me where we draw the line. I got your back if you got mine. My enemy's enemy is my man. One dreadlock is stronger than one strand. While the crackers got the upper hand, my comrades stand on land stolen. Um, and it's just kind of almost looking like, yo, even if like we don't get along or whatever, we need to all unite and recognize that in our circumstance, there is a common enemy using dark secrets and shit to keep us down and dividing the situation. And I like how he ends the verse. Uh, Commence to get rents, descendants to serve terms, jump in the fence, the black germ is loose. What will they learn? Psychology. And so it's just a matter of pointing out how if we can understand that there's a healing and a positive maybe approach, if we can understand the money and economic situation of our hood, maybe we can learn some shit or understand how people are keeping them down. I mean, I don't know. The last the last kind of verse flows into maybe again banding up you know gorilla uh we piss on the walls and smoke reef in the halls no respect for the laws that cut your face with a kitchen knife and gladiator turns man against machinery the tree bark fatigues help me blend in with the scenery life is a series of serious choices theories is formed from experience never mysterious forces and so it's kind of pointing out that your entire life is the result of your experiences your choices and as much as i guess there is the environment there is still also a semblance of you having control over this serration and then they say karate means empty hands so then it's perfect for the poor man so like yo if you have no money whatever you can still do karate and get that discipline that type of shit so it's almost like this empty hands form of thing which is based around self-discipline and all the things that we've been touching on as a way to get control of your psychology it's also a reminder that you are you are the weapon yeah and then yeah, yeah. And then there's a little outro and whatnot kind of pointing in a bit to the history overall i really like this song a lot it's a 4.75 on 5 it's been, we're over the two hour point at least on our end so if it <laughs> yeah, starts to be a, a little phasey sorry about that but for real it's another one that's just overwhelmingly motivational to me pumps me up and it's really cool because especially with a subject like psychology that i really really enjoy anyway um that's all i gotta say about that i don't know what you wanted to say <laughs> Um, well, I wanted to say a whole bunch as well. Um, this one definitely sounds a little bit weird and creepy. It's a little bit different from some of the other ones. Um, it, it sort of reminded me of like, I couldn't even place it, like maybe like a DMX-ish or someone, like there's been something that sounded like this before, um, but I, I can't quite place it. Um, there's also been like a couple of songs on here that made me feel like the um, energy and... Um, passion of Ruby Ibera, um, as well, like the way she was fighting and kind of like, you know, standing up for her people. So I think that that's like a similarity if you're looking for someone else um, who's similar but different, um, just to mention. Um, this is just sort of about the realities of living in the hood and how hard it is to grow up seeing um, and hearing and like, you know, some really hard shit that, you know, you often hear uh, people in like these sort of... Um, you know, ghetto type areas or projects or whatever, where it's just like, 
you know, you're surrounded by people who are doing drugs, who are committing crimes, that who are going through some really dangerous, hard-hitting things. Um, and it's very hard to to clear your mind and to to change your thoughts when um, these are your realities. And it's very difficult um, for you to change. But if you can, like he's basically kind of saying, like you can be freer, like you can be free, and you know, get away from like that kind of negativity. Um, but society kind of makes you believe that you should do certain things or you have to attain certain things uh, to achieve and to be successful. Um, you know, but they don't want you to be controlled. And so, like, that's why you need to make, like, your own choices to be different and to be wiser um, and not necessarily follow, like, what everybody else is doing um, or what, like, the mainstream is doing. Um, because like what white people are doing doesn't work for them and you know like it's not the same sort of situation like they're not in the same you know they're not in the same circumstances as like a lot of white people and like the way society was designed for them um and he's saying we need to do things differently in order to like rise up and so i think that that's kind of again it's it's a similar kind of message that's kind of flown through or flowed throughout this um, whole album so I think that that's um, again as a sort of a message but understanding that they're that they have gone through a lot of shit and that there is a lot of of issues for them to like work out and kind of pull apart in terms of psychology um, and black people are sort of you know allowing themselves to be trapped and but they need to to change this life and to change their thought process um, you know, that's kind of what he's saying here. And if not, like, you know, they'll stay poor and nothing will change. And so that's why, again, he's sort of like you're reminding everybody that you're in control of your life and you can make that change and you can be, um, you know, different and wiser. And, you know, as much as you've gone through shit, try to do things positively and, you know, make a difference for the rest of your community I think is sort of what he's, he's trying to say um, this is another one where it's you know kind of like a, a stand up and fight for your people and do you know something better um, for, for your community and so this one is is interesting there's sort of an electric guitar featured in this one which is mm. very like yeah it comes in at um, the end it's very like serious and intense it's and beautiful it's, it's very, you know, and there is like a, a culture of electric guitars. Um, when I think, I always think of BB King. Um, so like that's sort of like my th thoughts. Like it is, and you know, Jimi Hendrix, and you know, other great guitarists. Um, and just sort of yeah, free your mind from negativities, and you will be a free person. Um, and you have to change your way of thinking and not be trapped in your you know your own psyche essentially um and get away from that and change your you just be changed <laughs> change and be um better um is the overall feeling so i give this a 4.35 all right so the next track on this project is called happiness mm -hmm. this is just to me dead prez's version of it's a good day by ice cube i mean all right. it's also in the same vein of psychology now that we've learned about that a little bit it was like lines like in the chorus like happiness is all in the mind uh let some wine and find a reason to smile i'm just glad to be living feeling fine leaving my bad times behind feels great no we can't escape from the realness but happiness is all in the mind you know so this is something that we debate a lot in my office place a lot. Uh, one of my colleagues is very keen on us all wishing each other happy insert day of the week because happiness is a state of mind that you choose to engage in or not. I'm not a fan of choosing happiness personally. I, I do enjoy a good <laughs> amount of misery in my life. But the truth is part of why 
As some of you may have noticed, I'm a lot more calm and positive sounding on these podcasts is because I've been working towards choosing to be happy and to have a more positive outlook on life because while the world is as dark and fucked up as it is, continually living in a negative cycle only mis- it just makes you miserable and when you're miserable the people around you are kind of miserable too and it's just kind of this perpetual cycle i mean i got like nothing to say about the verses it's like yo it's a beautiful day and everyone's feeling wonderful the ladies is out looking fly dressed comfortable it's fine um summer makes women more sexual it's true it's true but that's not fully true it's that like in the summer i find the ladies is a little more willing to go through multiple people because everybody's out and about and you don't want to be like locked down and you're going to be out and if you're in a place yeah, your like summer fling or like whatever else or even your summer flings and stuff but yeah. then cuffing season starts when you're going to go settle <laughs> down for the winter and those same ladies will be like oh, i'll pick a guy out of the car and that'll be my dude for the winter <laughs> i mean it's not a bad one because it's public true. transportation and this one picked stuff. a guy without a car yeah yeah um and then <laughs> have you ever heard the children play sometimes i feel the same way i roll a joint and get away like what you getting high and that's how you get back to chat i mean whatever i'm not judging it's just kind of the well, weird i think it's also like his time to relax and kind of i get reminisce. it i get it it's just a bit of a jump anyway it's it's like a it's like a fun song on this album this is the closest thing to a fun song i think it's enjoyable it's like yo the world is not entirely awful and fucked up we can have these good moments where we can puff our lie bang our ladies and enjoy the you know the nice weather and the good times and shit and again happiness is a choice it's like i think another key point of this song like you have to find those moments because as much as you're a revolutionary taking on the system and fucking shit up you gotta smile every once in a while or you'll lose your fucking mind still i got a 4.25 it feels like i understand its placement on this album is super relevant but they do hard and angry a lot better than they do happy and joyful yeah um I mean, this one sounds like something I've heard before, like maybe like inspired by, I don't really know. Like it was, like it made me think of like Blue in Exile or J. Cole or like someone, there was like another album that sounded like similar to this song and I, something about the flute. I don't know. And like this, these guys came first. Yeah. 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 But like the, I don't know. I can't remember the one who did like all the seasons. Lupe Fiasco. Lupe Fiasco. Completely not one of them. So that's who it is. Uh, that's who I think it sounds like. Um, yeah, so this is just sort of... Uh, there's a lot of shit for black people to deal with, and it's not easy, but sometimes you basically just have to stop and just be happy on the inside because life sucks on the outside, and it's hard to just live in such a negative space. I think that's kind of what he's saying, is that there is a lot of shit that happens, but you have to like appreciate um what you have and the beautiful things in your life and the beautiful things in life in general um and i think that's kind of what he's talking about is more like nature and like appreciating like the green trees and appreciating the grass and the kids playing and you know just like the happiness that's there and just like those little things that you know you people tend to like overlook and don't always necessarily appreciate like you know a bird chirping or flowers growing and there are birds chirping all over this beat yeah and so like that's kind of it it's just to to kind of 
be reminded that, you know, you don't have to have a car to be happy. You can just appreciate grass. <laughs> you know, like it's just as simple as that. You can In the also weed form. Appreciate grass. Yes, as well. Um, so, and then he talks about like not being able to like stay inside on such a beautiful day and going out and rollerblading and just like, you know, doing like those little things that you can do for yourself and that just feels good and being outside enjoying like the sun on your face and just enjoying the fact that you're living. Um, and I think that that's great and that you can kind of like transport yourself to like, you know, a happiness or a state of happiness, you know, and he's kind of talking, especially like when you're high. Um, they do definitely, there is a sort of a theme of, of weed um, featured on here, but in term, in more of like a, like, like more of a pensive use, useful tool. Like, I don't know, there's something more about it. Um, and it just like to even just imagine being somewhere amazing or, you know, imagining that you're in Jamaica and just surrounded by the beauty that exists there. And you can look at a picture of Jamaica and you can just imagine that you're there and, um, you know, just kind of trying to find happiness in like a crazy fucked up world um, is sort of what he wants people to have. And it's fair enough because, you know, why, why dwell on the negative when you can try to be happy? So I think that's pretty much um, the overall message to this one i gave it a 4.25 all right uh the next one is about animal farm it's called animal and man mm -hmm. animal farm is a commentary on communism upon how the uh elite are evil and are going to exploit people and it uses this metaphor of like animals to describe the story so at first the humans are living easy because the animals are doing all the work then the animals band together and they kill all the humans and they take over the farm which is basically just described in the first verse like old man sammy get it uncle sam had a farm walked the land with the wife most of the time shit was calm his whole life was maintained after everyday labor from the meals to the field whatever pens through the whole story and really does an excellent job directing how this pig named hannibal rallies up the animals to take over and they cut his throat and they kill him and they take his thing and there's the chorus coming in does the animal and man does the animal and you does the animal and man coming true and then they go to the second verse and they start to tell the story of what animal farm tells where the pigs take over the farm and create this social order and they describe how the horse because he was strong he had to go work so the horse would just work harder and harder and harder until inevitably they literally work the horse to death yep. and shit like and that that's what happens in the book. and that's kind of how they play it but in this version when the pigs rally everybody up and start talking about how anyone who's not a pig is less human and has to do different shit. They All say, animals are equal. And they bring up the horse. Animals are more equal. <laughs> and that's when the horse specifically, the one who took the brunt, who could be viewed as black people in society doing the brunt of labor for other people, mm -hmm. goes, fuck that shit. And then they kill and quarter and fucking destroy the pig. And then the song ends. And I'm like, okay, hella creative, hella, hella cool. It's a really good thing. It's like what should have happened in Animal Farm. So, yeah, it's what should have happened. It's, it's how do people, like, stay in control, you know? I feel like Animal Farm did a pretty good job. I feel like uh, George Orwell uh, nailed it with that. Right, but <laughs> his was like a commentary of a predictive nature of what would happen yeah. given certain things. This is what should happen if those people try to do those things. I guess. So I give it a 4.5 on 5. It's hella dope. Yeah. Um, I mean, like right away when you get into this one, the beat is hella cool. 
Um, you know, like you said, it's basically an animal farm story or essentially like the story. Um, and like the pigs are in charge, the farmer gets killed, and then um, the humans are basically just animals and have like the same instincts and are just like doing things the same way, sort of. Um, and how you know, then like the pigs talk about how they're going to rule, and uh, the animals see through it, just kind of you know, as a see them just as like the humans bad as the farmers. Um, and they end up killing the pig, so they end up killing, like, the people in control, which is essentially, like, you know, assassination. Like, this is sort of, like, the same sort of, we're kind of back to that sort of message of, like, taking control again. But it's, like, taking control from the people that are trying to exploit you, which the pigs lied to the animals, said, we'll lead you to victory, put us in charge, we got your back, and then the second they take power, they do the same shit that the humans did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it goes to show. Um, and so basically just sort of criticizing like the, the current government that was happening at the time. Um, and they talk about like shaking hands and like how, um, you know, leaders, good leaders meet sometimes with bad leaders and, or bad leaders, I guess, um, and how they shake hands with them and like how, like that's a symbol of respect. And so like maybe you know he's kind of saying like well if it was me i wouldn't be shaking hands that's true because like obama shook hands with Gaddafi and then killed got a hell out of him to get killed or however yeah. that played out yeah and so like doing that kind of thing is um kind of detrimental and is sort of playing into i don't know the evils of the world and so it is interesting and it, the whole beat kind of sounds um cool and ominous um and it's still pretty awesome um i gave it a 4.35 i think it's really cool all right well you'll find a way through this review hopefully you're still with us <laughs> it's an instrumental yep it's really well made it's gorgeous to listen to it is one of the most beautiful things on this album just this music playing out the way that it does um i don't have a lot to say it evolves a lot it's really well put together there's no raps but like in a sense it's called you'll find a way and it has and you think about it, it comes right after like it's a little step by step of how you can rebuild within yourself the psychological and physical well-being to like take control describes through allegory the way orwell did how you can take control and then gives you the battle charge instrumentally to help you find your way and it's just beautiful to listen to and in a sense it's it's like it could be looked at as a good place where like that little arc of the album kind of ends before they break the flow but it's really fucking cool and i give it a 4.5 on 5 and i think it's it's just one of the best instrumentals on the album like you could tell that they're like yo well i mean no all the beats are instrumentals i meant like okay like i mean yes a song (laughs) has an instrumental component to it the instrument side but in this case it's just an instrumental without like anything else on top of it but it's almost like they heard the beat and were like this is too good to rap on and i'm I'm feeling them like this is just really good okay um i mean i don't really have too much to say about this one honestly um it's just sort of I mean, it's an instrumental, so there's sort of like piano, and it's it do, it sounds kind of happy, but like not like a pensive, like maybe like something that you would get high to and listen to and like reflect and try and Find, think of something. Uh, 
way. Exactly. And I mean, that's what it is. I'll give it a four out of five because uh, it's been, what? A, long, it's it been is, a long one. It's, be, it's way better than a, that instrumental. Four out of five is, is still good. Great. Like, this is a great instrumental. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it's bigger than hip hop. Okay. Yeah. This beat is pretty fire. And uh, this instrumental that was put together had Mr. Kanye West involved in the production of this track, which I thought was pretty fucking cool to see like an early Kanye right over here because um, yeah, that's what it is. It starts off and it's in the same vein as the original. One thing about music, when it's real, they get scared, get a slave and for the welfare, ain't no clothes and uh, food, clothes or healthcare. I'm down for guerrilla warfare, you know. It kind of feels like more of a battle cry than the last one like the last one felt like it was a very big criticism of mainstream hip-hop culture and how it's like being portrayed in this case it seems to be more like we real everything's fake as fuck and you know it's still bigger than hip-hop because there's still a lot of shit going on out there i like the chorus if i feel it i feel it if i don't i don't if it ain't really real then i probably won't and that's a really cool idea. Like, that's just what it is. Um, and then just shouting out hip-hop, kind of a little bit. Second verse, hip-hop ain't saying what I want, never bite my tongue. Hip-hop means teaching the young. If you feel what I'm feeling, then you're hearing what I'm saying. Because these fake, fake records, records just keep on playing. And, you know, it's just like kind of following suit. This is what the core elements of hip-hop is supposed to be about. So when you see these censored uh, industry types that are just selling fake messages to people it's bad news bears and it's not a good thing they are about freedom they're about that revolutionary they are real others are fake they do the thing again and then you know there's that third verse who has the featured act um fuck what's his name tahir and the people's army I don't know who the People's Army. I guess the People's Army is their group. Well, yeah, that's what he and said. And so to hear is like a dude from anyway. A dog that label is a slave ship. A dog that label is a slave shit. Owners got them whips and rappers a slave. If you really want to eat, you got to hear the same thing with the football b-ball. You slang in that dope. It never seen the hope brainwash videos. Be fooling my folk and same sort of shit. But what I like about this one is their flows seem to be a little bit quicker. They're trying to go a little trickier with it. It's almost like a flashier version of the original. So I guess if you're going to make kind of a remix, and it's a bit of a remix, yeah. then this is a cool way to go with it. I definitely think hip-hop is an epic song. But this is still really fucking close to it, right? And as a youth... I hadn't really listened to this, so I had a lot of trouble finding Hip Hop by Dead Press because you would think the other song's called Still Bigger Than Hip Hop and type that shit in and it'd get confusing in the YouTubes back in the day. Still, I love this track almost as much as the first one. 4.75 on 5. Excellent. Hmm. Um, this one starts off and it kind of sounds like they're like switching channels or whatever. Um, and it's basically the same sort of start as um, hip hop, but like more into it. I don't know what it, how else to describe it. Um, so they're just sort of talking about the realities of the music industry. Um, they talk about real life. They are ready to die for their message. Um, same sort of thing again. Um, the choices are limited for them and they have to rap or like you know they turn to criminal activity for money like this seems to be it like these are the options for them 
Um, it's good, and it tells uh, a similar sort of story and message as to the rest of the album. Um, for me, like it just wasn't as hard hitting as um, hip hop, or maybe at this point in the album, like I was just kind of like, like getting like to be like another. <laughs> it's still good, but like I was just. Really it is good. an hour and seven minutes. This album, and it's very dense. Um, like so- this is one. This might be in the top. 10 longest podcasts we've ever recorded yeah so um i i just gave it a four on five I, it's good it that's all i have to say <laughs> all right um there's a there's thank thankfully a little bit for the sake of the length of all this only two left to talk about at this point like we yep. fucking made it this far <laughs> uh let's deal with propaganda though you yep. have to say ending this song with an actual huey newton quote because he's a name you hear of like i've known i heard the name first from tupac when it's two shots in the dark now huey's dead you know like uh so i got love for my brother that's what huey said two shots in the dark now huey's dead on uh tupac's changes which was a radio track when i was really young so suffice it to say and like almost my whole life i've never looked into him but just to hear him talking at the end of his track so you can hear like almost the essence of his message we view each other with a great love and a great understanding well that sounds like a fucking terrorist you know like and that we try to expand this to the general black population and also people oppressed all oppressed people all over the world and i think that we differ from some other groups simply because we understand the system better than most groups understand the system and with this realization we can attempt to form a strong political base uh based in the community with only strength that we have and that's the strength of potentially destructive force if we don't get freedom okay a little more violent there but still the idea is we want to build our own community be our own people and be free and if you look around the world throughout the last hundred years how many countries have become free of their oppressors divided up borders look at the yugoslavia or the czechoslovakia and all these different mm-hmm. things so why well, also i mean if we're, if we're looking i mean a lot of um countries in africa gained their independence in the 60s around the same time and so you know and they were like you know the splits you know where the 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 border was drawn it has created like these huge divides and you know things that just kept going and then it went on until the 90s like rwanda and you know with like the tutsis and the hutus um that that never ended that's still an active situation i mean like at this time it was like very um you know well i mean i guess it was had sort of trailed off a little bit um but you know the mid 90s was like very very heavy crime and um brutality and murder and stuff like that um there and so i think that that's sort of something that they're basically it just moved into the congo that's all that happened yes and you know there's still of course violence um not of course but no i mean like specifically the rwanda genocide happens i believe in 93 and Mm -hmm. everyone thinks it's over in our side of the pond and it's still an active anyway it's still an active conflict today um a lot of things are I mean, I just, there's just the idea that, like, it's like when I think about Quebec separating, because it's another one that's more local, I don't fully hate the idea of Quebec wanting to separate and become an independent nation just yeah. because there's been so many examples of it. And Quebec's just stupid because it wants the Canadian dollar and the Canadian army to protect it, but wants all the perks of an independent country. Well, not, Quebec's a little silly. Still. <laughs> So the idea of having the black folk unite and separate from the United States to create their own nation is a giant threat to hit the slave labor side of the USA, you know? Anyway, so 
the song starts off with some new snippets, and I believe it's Reagan who says, "Let me turn." Uh, no, it's Richard Nixon. Nixon. Let me turn to our program for the future, which is obviously you know where a lot of black folk probably get fucked up over the next ten years. You know, the economy right now is extremely supportive of the president and his, and his policies. FBI scientists have found chemical traces consistent with a bomber missile on a piece of wreckage. Police using clubs and tear gas against demonstrators. They called me a motherfucking and so and so and a white fascist. And that was, I believe, um, Nixon again with the swearing when mm-hmm. his tapes got found out and they realized how fucking vile he is and a white fascist like they said you're getting some of your own medicine so the same president who did all of this shit was really just a corrupt fucking little guy after all you know and then the lady singing telling lies to our vision telling lies to our children and all that shit she's one of the best parts of this song and her just singing that out at the outro really justifies the length of this song as far as the verses go you can't fool all the people all the time but you fool the right ones the rest will fall in line we touched on that when we talked a bit about influencers and shit tell me who's got control of your mind your worldview is it the news or the movie you're taking your girl to well it used to be the news and now it's like critical thinking but for a long time i was a fool that was bought into that shit you know no one knows if there's ufos or any life on mars or what they do when they up in the stars because i don't believe a word that the president said he fill in our head with lies got us hypnotized when he's speaking in code words about crimes poverty drugs welfare prisons guns robbery it really means us and it's true man like look at language like urban blah blah blahs and so you're just you're just trying to say black people you're just not saying black people but you're, you're trying to say black people and i th- always thought that was fucking weird ass shit that went on he doesn't believe i love the hook i don't believe bob marley died from cancer 31 years ago i would have been a panther they killed huey because they knew he had to answer the views you see in the news is propaganda and that's truth man the views the opinion pieces in the news all the news is good for is to tell you that something happened like say some shit goes down you know it happened if the news is reporting it but what happened well if he's white it's a mentally unstable person if he's black he's a fucking terrorist you know like opinions are completely different yeah but they also only will tell stories like that like there's lots of things that they don't tell um just because they don't want to trigger anybody or instigate you know anybody about certain things or cause you know copycat criminals or things like that so there are a lot of things that aren't reported um and then yeah in the second verse i like how he touches on god if god made man then why the hell would he put us here i thought he's supposed to be the out loving the same god who let hitler put the jews in the oven well, that's the thing. It's like everybody, when the, whenever there's a war or, you know, a conflict or, you know, anybody, anybody, you know, who is religious and, talk, you know, calls to God before that they go into battle, before they go into do whatever, you know, everybody calls on their God and expects them to save them and to be on their side and then blames God when they are not. But everybody's basically talking to the same God or what. Anyways, that's, I'm not going to get into Anyways, I'll just not get into it. It's just going to get too much. Well, I mean, as far as God goes, I think strongly on this. If you look at the idea of God, it was about giving humanity free choice. So if humans have free choice, 
right? That means that God is going to act like a parent and let us act out. So if the kids want to behave in a certain way and they disobey their parents, I don't know if that's a reflection on the parent entirely, right? Because sometimes you have the best parent in the world and the kids just act in a certain way. So yeah, the world is what it is and God may exist, but the alternative is God doesn't give us any free choice and then we're a bunch of slaves in a different kind of way. So while a lot of atrocious things happen on this planet and God allows it to happen, I think that's the the key part of it is that God allows it to happen and doesn't stop it. Because if God were to stop this shit, then you get into different kinds of questions. Do we really have free choice at that point? Do we really have identity? So, I mean, in the same way, it's almost like the proof of free will is that God allows terrible bullshit to go on because, and that's how I look at that situation. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But uh, either way, I do agree that, like, in general, the giant corporations are, in fact, flooding government lobbyists, using media, television, and commercials to brainwash us in subtle ways. Like, I haven't had cable in over a decade in my life because the internet allows me to not need cable. I mean, we have access to Netflix, but, like... I haven't paid for the commercials and whatever. And so the targeted ads coming at me from YouTube and shit are much better than the drug ads I would be seeing if I watched TV, than the bullshit that they would be feeding me if I was watching TV, you know? I don't really even like any of it. I don't want to go watch the trailers at the movie theaters so that I can bull. All of this shit's just putting seeds in your mind. It's this perpetual cycle so you can flood money back into some shit so they can look at like Hollywood, American bullshit propaganda. Americans always the hero. Biggest antagonist on earth and they're always the hero in the movie. Show me the American movie where they destabilized the fucking Middle East and created a lot of tension in the world. Oh, we don't get that movie very often. We <laughs> did. Get, have a happy we did get Charlie Wilson's War, so we sort of got that movie. I don't know. My whole point is, like, it's all fucked up, man. And then, like, they look at the fact that there's like government conspiracies and shit that happen. You know, the police is telling lies, fooling millions. What they're teaching our kids in these school buildings, televised enterprise making a living, controlling the lies. This ain't living, no, this ain't living. And I love that little bridge because it summarizes almost the entire point of the album in this little song. And then FBI, CIA, ATF, KKK, IRS, TNT, CBS, NBC. Audi's initials is propagandist bullshit of equal yep. danger. And I know it's fucked up to say, but like, I don't have a lot of faith that the government is protecting me. I think that they're just trying to save face and do what they got to do. I'm not saying that there aren't bad people. There aren't good people in the government. There aren't good people in the FBI. I'm saying that these are systematic tools of control. Yeah. And that's fucked up. I really enjoyed Propaganda. I thought it was one of the best songs on the album. I gave it a five on five. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, the media is only telling us what we need to be told or what they want to tell us. Um, and it's, you know, it is created in a way where it scares us into hating certain people or certain groups or certain people from certain countries often. And, you know, when it, it targets them and it, it makes, you know, like there's the bad guy for everybody to hate um and so it basically you know in this song he's encouraging people to learn for themselves and not just take the mainstream stream news and tv and whatever you hear um as fact to do your own research to look into things to use other sources um 
and people need to take again sort of take control of their country and their power um and it sounds like there's also like some you know you touched on it as well some issues with god and religion and like how um how that can be perceived um and you just can't necessarily trust who's behind all of the stories that are put on you know tv or on the news or that you hear um and history is written by those in power so you're not always hearing um the good stories or the the ones that make the powerful people look a certain way um you know and i think that's you know obviously again still a very prominent issue today with the fake news and all that kind of stuff and like how it just seems like the government is hating on the government for like their types types of stories that they're being reported on and it's just like this confusing thing where you're not really sure what's real what's not what's you know it's just sort of like these kind of stories that get concocted um and just to kind of be aware and just to kind of be wiser and again another um good strong message to just sort of take control of your own knowledge and what you understand of the world um i give it a four on five all right we're almost at the end i promise the (laughs) pistol is the next song all right i feel like this sounds like a mop deep song but with like dead prez's little twist on it all but like it just sounds so drastically different than the rest of the album mm-hmm. like it doesn't necessarily feel like the same revolutionary tones the production feels a lot more like what havoc does with it with the heavy drums and shit mm-hmm. it's very aggressive but aggressive in the like almost criminal kind of way like you could never understand how my mind take i'm on some old school crime shit where hold tools to keep the dimes there ain't no rules with these iron shots of stones done the heat burn through your flesh straight to the bones i reach for the boot assessing zone and i'm like i mean they're rapping extremely well and everything's cool but it just feels like previously they had one style and on this song it feels more like a different style I mean, fundamentally, I understand this track to be like the environment's fucked up. And when you have money and shit, it's dangerous and money casuals everything around me. So we need fucking guns because it's not a safe environment. And I want to hear what the fuck you have to say about a gun because you don't know what the shit what's up with it you know our lives are dangerous we may have to kill people we may actually have to pull that trigger and do some shit and then um yeah i don't know like the bet like here's an example like i'm blessed puffing the skunk make me care less the best that you can do is duck my fucking crew if the slugs don't get you lord jail dig ya at the artificial get you burnt by the pistol when it's done even my guns will turn to missiles and i just feel like like as much as this is aggressive and well done and blah 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 it just just doesn't feel like the rest of the album it feels almost like this is kind of glorifying gunplay a little bit it doesn't sound like a political rant about how like you need guns because you know grandma's gonna get robbed if she's not gonna like you can make that debate like grandma needs the gun in the hood so the fuck you know about that you know shit like there are really smart arguments to be made here and i'm just feeling like they uh wrote a really decent gangster rap song in the middle of this like really good though yeah but a really it's like a really good mob deep song for real like i don't know if that's a disrespectful thing but that's just kind of the influence i'm hearing here i mean we did those two mob deep albums this is the most it reminds me of 
Uh, then there's this maintain f- guy who comes in and he does it proper, but like forever keeping my shit cock for drama. Like, yo, I guess, so if something pops up, you're gonna shoot. Stainless steel shit is for real. The way these rats is knowing to squeal, making sour deals. Thugs up in the midst of these drug deals, caught in the humble bricks and paper by the bundle. How the Brock's rumble, plague spreading. And it's not like glorifying guns for the sake of it's fun to have a gun. There is this degree of there are bad players in this game, so we're required to have guns. I don't know. I still feel like the tone is different. I still feel like it's a really good song. But it feels so fucking weird on this project. And I it does it does a little bit feel too much like they jocked the style. So I gave this a 4.15. Like it's a really good song, but I don't know if I like it on this album. Yeah, um, I agree. And I the beat is very familiar. It's definitely like like I was thinking it was maybe like a Wu Tang or Rayquan. Like I couldn't figure out maybe it is Mob Deep because it's definitely like that kind of sound. I'm just trying to think, figure out who it is. Um, and and again, like I feel very much the same way. Like I wrote down, this feels very opposite from the rest of like the album. Like it's very like dirty, grimy, gangsta. Like it's very kind of exactly what they sing like the opposite of what they sing about like it just seems like very like huh like a weird kind of sound throughout the end but i do think that there is a like a a message that they are trying to say with this one is that just be careful because money will can drive you to do some bad things and i think that's kind of the overall message and you know it not to behave badly just because you're trying to attain money and like that's not necessarily like anybody like money shouldn't necessarily be like your end goal but unfortunately it's what is required for most of us to live um and so i think that that's sort of like the message but it definitely felt weird and a little bit off i gave it a four on five all right so that's it we have come to the end of the let's get free by dead prez album review Mm -hmm. this motherfucker just scrapes by and i'm calling it a classic with a 4.505 on five this is a very good album um i saw online that it's like the most revolutionary thing since like public enemy and it and it really has that strength it has that knowledge of how to empower yourself it has that get up and fight mentality it has that mosh pit vibes it's got excellent intelligent well-composed aggressive rapping but not just aimless it's like they mad at the system smart it's political taking that aggression and everything they've learned from eating healthy to how to get proper sex and something they did point out is that the song mind sex has helped many a brother get laid so evidently there's something to it and all i'm trying to say is like it's a brilliantly well put together project with just a couple of songs that are not my favorite on it but for an 18 song hour and seven minute experience this is a fucking classic and it's it's definitely got replayability yep and you know it's tapping into that universal truth shit because most of the subject matter is more relevant today than when it dropped. And I think when an album can pull that off, it becomes truly, in a sense, timeless. Yep, I agree. Um, I, I give it a 4.38 on 5, so at 87%. Um, I mean, I yes, I think this is a classic. It's uh, an Overall, it's a great album. There is not a bad song on it. 
there's um, a lot of strong powerful messages um, and lots of knowledge like and if you I mean this is a long enough re review as it is but if you were to go through line by line and pick out the names and the information that they're that they're throwing at you and just researching it like you would just it would just be like an, an infinite source of wealth to you especially if you are a black American um, I think that's essentially this is who is the target audience <laughs> and um, so it is really um, a strong message for anybody who's um, maybe a little down and you need to kind of like pick me up and to like get out there and fight and kick some ass and um, you know keep the you know black, black lives matter kind of like movement going and like that kind of thing um, it, it's it's a powerful album for sure um, it's great very well done all right well thank you all for watching I totally appreciate you sticking through it yes. especially if you stuck through the longer <laughs> it's, it's ones been a like long this one. um definitely feel free to leave any comments contributing to this we look forward to hearing what you have to say if you make that effort to leave a comment i will make that effort to answer you because that's only fair and uh yeah look forward to reading that you can hit subscribe to the channel for like more reviews and you can hit the like button if you liked it and you want to support this deep dive kind of exploration and uh special thanks to the patrons ismail Dempsey, chris prado jonathan barnes linda williams and, and dj black hurricane <laughs> their support will be due to help us get a new camera they get to tell us what albums to review here and there and yeah it's growing we're trying to turn this into a real movement to get the album love for the album back to where it's supposed to be so help us with the cause we also make some music over here you can check that out on the channel let Look us know if you learned anything you know from what we talked about yeah and let us know what else we should cover and uh, either way uh, this was fun this was like long but I think this album Worthy. is one of the most interesting ones I think we've talked about in terms of diverse and continually stimulating subject matter yep. and that's Wicked Stills so have yourselves a great week everyone bye, bye guys, guys.